so Blade was gay. Not my boy Blade. No. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm just Have playing. you not seen Interview with the Vampire? Oh no, that's gay as fuck. <laughs> that's super gay. It, it was not gay enough for me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. You're a vampire, Michael. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. Children of the night. What music they make. Just fantasize about being killed. I'm running this fucking car now, Frankenstein, and I want to know what the fuck you're doing with my time. Hi, I'm Candy the Final Girl. How are those maggots? Huh? Maggots, Michael. You're eating maggots. How do they taste? <laughs> now I'm Shaun of the Dead. Kill your brother. You'll feel better. <laughs> and tonight on The House That Screams, we are talking about the 1987 cult classic, The Lost Boys, for its 35th anniversary. We have Nico Nice. Holy shit, it's the attack of Eddie Munster. <laughs> <laughs> we have Crystal. If he's dead, can we come back to Phoenix? <laughs> we have dave german you're a creature of the night michael just like out of a comic book you're a vampire michael my own brother a goddamn shit-sucking vampire you wait till mine finds out buddy <laughs> <laughs> the voice was on point uh we have erica wright if all the corpses buried around here were to stand up all at once we'd have one hell of a population problem <laughs> We have returning family member, Mac the All-Star. Rules? We have some rules around here. Second shelf is mine. though. That's where I keep my root beer and my double thick Oreo cookies. Nobody touches the second shelf but me. <laughs> <laughs> and our special guest tonight is also a member of the family. And that would be Larry Sternshine. This is our cover. We're dedicated to a higher purpose. We're fighters for truth, justice, the American way. Yeah. And so Larry's going to start us off tonight about the Lost Boys. Yeah. So uh, a couple years ago during the pandemic, it was my birthday, which is also in a couple weeks. And happy early birthday. Happy early birthday. Thank you. So as you recall, a lot of the movie theaters were shut down, but then when they were trying to start again, you can rent out the theater and watch a movie. And uh, they Alamo, we have an Alamo draft house here and they were going to do that. And I said, oh, I said to my wife, Julie, I'm like, we can rent out a movie theater. And she's like, oh, if what movie would you see of the, the list? Like being all sly about it. And I was just looking at the list and I was like, two movies, one of them, I forget what it was. And then uh, the Lost Boys was the one I did. And then coming to my our birthday, my birthday, 
and you know it's like a secret and i'm like okay well we're going to movies and i was like okay well bill and ted face the music came out that weekend and i was thinking well i guess we're gonna go see bill and ted we all we're i actually have a keanu reeves t-shirt that a bunch of us have so we're like wearing the keanu reeves t-shirt so i'm like okay this is cool we're gonna they're starting to slowly open up the theaters so we're gonna go see a movie we're gonna see bill and ted awesome but then when we get there She's like, this is the theater we're going into. And on the marquee, they have the Lost Boys poster. And I was like, oh, shit. We're, all these people that are here that are my friends are going to get a private screening of the Lost Boys on my birthday. And uh, that was just, there's a bunch of us that had never actually seen the movie before. You know, so like, it was just really fun for me to, to see the Lost Boys on the big screen uh, with all my friends and family that were there and uh, I'm telling you there's nothing better than seeing sexy shirtless sex guy on the big screen <laughs> so if you ever get that opportunity you guys got to do it um, it's like a definitely a crowd pleaser movie um, if you you know just it was a pretty special moment so The Lost Boys now is just like an even more important movie for me than it was before so that's uh, what I got to say about that that's so awesome. I'm just going to jump in. Are you, you're also a Libra. That's that's really rad because my birthday's coming up too. No, I'm a Virgo. Virgo. Okay. So August 27th. I'm, I'll forgive. I'm August 25th. Oh, yeah. Virgos. Um, <laughs> I'm Mac. I, I'm, I was going to let Mac go uh, next if that's okay with Ooh. Nico, who does have his hand up, uh, just because we haven't heard from Mac. In, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. Nah, I'm pretty simple with this movie. For me, this was. Uh, Channel 7, Channel 11, growing up, late night movie that they would usually air. And that's the first time I could remember seeing it. And I think me and Erica discussed this earlier in the chat. It has a little bit of everything because I'm not the horror guy, but that was there. But I think I gravitated more towards the young kids doing badass things. And I was <laughs> a young kid when I saw this. So I was like, I want to be a vampire hunter. Let's do it. So, uh, that's what like this movie is like for me, a classic where I'll come if it's on, I'll watch it no matter where it's at. I'll stop. And this is where we're going to stay the rest of the night. That's awesome. Um, OK, uh, Nico. OK, so um, I didn't see this initially when it came out in theaters because, you know, we were we were just little 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 uh, little kids back then. And um it was around the time that I was still kind of like that, that little pussy about being, you know, watching horror movies and shit, but it came out pretty quickly on VHS. I don't think it, it was one of the few that like kind of was a quick, t- I mean, it was a modest hit when it came out, I remember. So, um, and it was also a critic, kind of a critic's favorite too. Like I know a lot of, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to that later with the, you know, the, the shitty reviews, but um, <laughs> I remember seeing this when it came out on, on VHS and I was always like kind of curious, even when I was scared of horror movies, like kind of look and see like like what's going on. And I remember like being really entertained. I'm like, this is this is funny, and this is like really cool, and this is very you know, um, there's like a lot going on, and like you know, there, there's there's their kids, and like there's you know, there's teenagers and and whatnot. So, um, I remember just we like fucking fell in love with this movie as kids, and this was something that um, my younger sister uh megan this is actually her favorite movie of all time um she she was only you know a couple years old when it came out but she grew up on it and this was a movie that my sisters and i like kind of bonded over 
Um, you know, we would quote the movie religiously, even to this day. Um, to me, and I know this is going to be a hot take, and I'm already, I'm already waiting for the eyebrows to put. Yeah, there it is. There's the people's <laughs> eyebrow from Candy. Um, <laughs> Strong eyebrow. This, this, this is the greatest vampire movie ever made, in my opinion. And of I, said all what I said, of, of all, all times, I said it with times, you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's tied. It's this. It's really it's this. And then it's from Dust Till Dawn. Then Fright Night. Facts. Then everything else. Facts. In that order. Now. In that order. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is like a rite of passage film for any not even just horror like fan. This is a rite up for anybody going through that adolescent change of, you know, you know, coming of age. This this is this is up there with the Goonies where you kind of have to watch them both and stand by me. So those three, but that's, I'm going to get more into this cause I, I won't shut up. So let's please somebody else take, take the floor because I love this movie. Um, I guess that means me. Um, my hand was up. So, um, the only reason I saw this movie as many times as I did, uh, was, um, my best friend, uh, Sean's cousin, she wasn't a horror person, but I, I always was even at this time period. Um, and she she loved this movie, though, because she had a thing for Kiefer Sutherland and Jason Patrick. So she would watch this movie a lot. So it was like the only horror movie I could really get her to watch a lot. And so I saw it a lot. And there's one thing about this movie that you can't unsee, because last year I finally got to see this on the big screen. Um, that was uh, during, uh, you know, the Halloween thing at the uh, the drive in. Um, and it was really cool to see it on the big screen. But it was, uh, you know, one of those kind of like, uh, um, check that box. I've, I've just seen it on the big screen. But I, I pointed out, I said, okay, Jason Patrick's fucking sunglasses. I have it in all caps in my notes right here, people. <laughs> Once you look at them and you see that they're crooked and you notice that like the continuity with the crookedness, you can't unsee it. And it's so distracting to me. Um, so I have problems with their, their, co- their, their costuming person. Like, Maybe we should fix that shit since this is like costing us a couple million dollars. So <laughs> I just cannot look away from his sunglasses that are crooked. And I know that those 80 sunglasses, like aviators and just the different ones at the wire frames, they can do that. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. there was some fucking plastic Ray-Ban shit on them or something, whatever. Drives me nuts. So if I'm going for the fashion, which I usually do, um, it says maybe this isn't my favorite uh, vampire film. I don't understand. Uh, the absolute like worship of this film, like as far as like a vampire movie, um, I don't consider it even in the top 10. I I think like it's more of like like a hybrid. There's some comedy. It's, it's more of like a, a feel good kind of movie as far as a horror movie goes. It's, it's pretty tame. And, uh, you know, I like my my vampire scary and um, goth. And so it's, it's got a good concept to it. But uh, I can go more into that later. But yeah, Kiefer Sutherland was hot in this and saxophone guy. Nobody headbanks a saxophone. Uh, I don't even know who's next. <laughs> uh, Erica. Um, yeah, Erica. Ah, okay. So I saw this movie on VHS many, many years ago. And that was my um, introduction to it. And I have to admit, I did not really care for it when I first watched it. And I thought, what the hell is this? I think I was expecting it to be more of a traditional vampire film. Um, That said, having revisited it for this podcast, my opinion has changed. 
I maybe wouldn't say it's like going to be in my, my top horror films, but I mean, I, I get there are different layers to it. It's definitely, um, definitely like a, a kind of a fun coming of age story. There's a lot of humor in it. I think there's some really beautiful like atmosphere, like atmospheric shots and cinematography that, that would make it seem like more of a traditional horror film or vampire movie. Um, I think what what threw me off the first time is it had this great atmosphere, but then like there were these really funny one liners, and I was like, "Well, what what the hell is this? What am I watching?" I don't know. I uh, but but now I'm like I'm a lot more cool with this movie, and I can totally get why people would have crazy nostalgia for it, especially if they grew up with this movie. I just wasn't I wasn't like uh, I didn't view it when I was maybe in the right age group to be part of that crowd. That's my disclaimer. <laughs> all right well i'm next i'll go real quick um so i saw this uh 89 90 uh, i was about nine or ten and i wore this the fuck out um we were having sleepovers and we were always watching this uh the thing about these 80s films that involve kids the goonies this monster squad there's no rules for these kids the parents just don't seem to give a fuck these kids can just go around and hunt vampires and, you know, all this shit. And it was – and so, like, growing up and being, you know, close, you know, probably younger, but close to the same age as the Frog Brothers, you know, like, I was I was into that shit. Like, that's – like Max said, I wanted to be a fucking vampire hunter. Um, and, you know, I thought, I thought they were cool as shit and I just – you know, I was all about it. And – would I say that this is in my top five vampire movies? Maybe. Uh, definitely not. Definitely not number one. Um, that goes to Near Dark. But I'm kind of like Candy. I like my I like my vampires kind of scary. Um, and this was that transition to where like your vampires are like super cool looking um, or trying. You know, they're going for that super cool look to where they're not scary. Now they're more like everybody else um this was like you know mtv's version of you know what vampires are like you know you had your this was this was when hair metal was a thing you know hair metal was big and so you've got all these guys with this big hair um and mullets you know Kiefer sutherland can rock a fucking mullet uh, I, i'm even gonna agree with you on that and you know my hatred for mullets sax guy can rock a fucking mullet that guy's got king mullet going on so <laughs> uh yeah what but what We'll get into it more later. There's some things I, I really like about this film and some things that I don't really like about it. Um, so I'm sure we'll get into it. Okay. Um, Dave and Crystal. Okay. So, yeah, Sean hit it right on the head. Near Dark, greatest vampire movie ever made. And the two of them couldn't really be more different. Uh, and that's fine. It's nothing wrong with this movie either. I prefer Near Dark. Especially, you know, once you watch that scene in the bar – with uh, Will Paxton like tap dancing with his spurs on the bar and then cutting the guy's throat with it. Um, oh, it's, yeah. it there's, there's no going back from that. Even the cover art of Near Dark with the bullet holes. But, it, that, but this movie is fine. This is a great movie, like Candy said, to watch with someone who doesn't like horror movies. So I don't like horror movies, you know, because this this you, you can ease them in with this. Um, it's got some weird shifts in tone, like. Uh, like uh, Erica said, like the opening is, is dark when you start, like you, the way that the camera pans over the family uh, moving, you're like, okay, it's, they're moving, everything's happy. And then it starts showing the missing kid posters and it takes a little bit of a dark turn there. 
and you think, oh, it's going to be kind of dark, but then, you know, it, it's got these weird shifts where it's pure comedy and then it's, it's, it's trying to be real dark. I mean, I like it plenty. I like, uh, yeah, I like the missing kid posters is nice and dark. The scene where they're hanging under the bridge is kind of great too. Uh, I love that scene. Uh, it, it's kind of dark and twisted. It reminds me of a Saturday night fever, that scene where they all jump off the bridge. Uh, that's pretty cool. And also uh, I like, the fact that even though you see missing kid posters, so you assume these vampires are feeding on kids as well as adults, the only humans you see actually killed are like all the scumbags, the fat security guard guy who was like abusive, and then the, the tweaker couple, and then the Nazis dancing on fire. I love that they kill all these scumbags on film. That's pretty cool. But the, uh, the shifts in tone I could live without. I, give me comedy or give me horror. I don't, you know, it's like, it's like when I eat, my foods don't touch on the plate. Exactly. Uh, like the peas shouldn't touch the steak at all. That's not allowed. And that, I, I think I like my horror that way too. It's my, it's, it's, a, it's, I'm working on it. I'm on medication for it. But I help because it's the same way. Don't, don't. Yeah. The foods don't touch. Food don't touch. Um, uh, this is a movie. Um, my sister was more into this movie than I was. So I had to sit through this a lot growing up. A, a lot. Um, and uh, so it kind of drove me away from the movie, having to sit through this. But also, nobody gives two fucks for Bella. <laughs> I mean... No one gives uh, two fucks for Bella. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm going to go with Bella being the greatest vampire ever, and that being the greatest vampire movie um, for me. So... Um, this, you know, I rewatched it with Dave for the podcast um, and um, tolerated it, it fine. The sibling um, juxtaposition with uh, Corey Hain and Jason Patrick reminded me of me and my sister a lot. Um, but, you know, everybody said about the Goonies, reminded them of the Goonies. The interesting thing is that Richard Donner, the director of the Goonies, was supposed to direct this, and he left to direct Lethal Weapon. Um, so if we would have gotten the Richard Donner version, the Kiefer Sutherland vampire group would have been around 12 or 13 instead of the ages that they are. Um, but uh, this this movie gave us the Corys, the two Corys. So... You know, kicks off to that. Um, you, Candy, you said that the sunglasses bothered you. The one thing costume-wise that bothered me was Alex Winter's extensions for his hair. Um, <laughs> they are bothersome, but they're adorable. That poor cramped <laughs> mullet that he has going on, those yeah, extensions. That, that's what hurt. I focus on. Um, and the saxophonist is Timmy Capello. He was Tina Turner's saxophonist. And Joel Shoemaker uh, sought him out uh, specifically. Uh, for the movie because the song that he sings was actually recorded by a Christian rock band and they did not want to have anything to do with a vampire movie. So they talked to me. Uh, because <laughs> well, nobody in Christianity came back from the dead that I'm aware of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can't. I'm, I'm reaching a blank on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so they talked Timmy into uh, uh, recording the song um, and he said it took an hour to record. That's it. <laughs> Another hour to put on the body. General and in instructions to the people headbang to saxophone. Trust me, people do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think um, it's great. 
Um, you guys, though, should look up the Tina Turner videos with Timmy and look at him gyrating to see why Joel Shoemaker uh, <laughs> sought him out. Oh, I will definitely be looking those up. Yeah. And some more sex guy. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, I, I already have. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know whose hand was up next. Uh, I think it's me. All right. So okay. for, 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 oh, y'all got me tongue tied here with the, the slander for, <laughs> for some for some context. Do we consider from dust to dawn a vampire movie? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mad yeah. funny shit in that movie all day. OK, yep. now let's let's do a control. Twilight is not a vampire movie. Truth. It is actually a vampire. It movie. is not. If this is not, <laughs> it's true. Oh, I don't have to Lord. like it any more than I have to like the Lost Boys. It's but a it, vampire yet, movie. Nevertheless, it's a what? vampire movie. I love but sparkly to, vampires. To be, to be fair, that's what I'm saying. On the control, how can this not be considered then? What about Fright Night? Fright Night's a, no, a horror Fright comedy, Night's, and it's a vampire movie. I, Fright Night's I my second it. favorite vampire movie. So I'm just saying, like, I get, it, I get it, but. I mean, come on. They had a dude named Max. My name is Max. Like, you know what I mean? So at that age, yeah, I, I think Sean hit it on the head. MTV that I was growing up when MTV was like popping. So for me, that was like, oh, all right. I, I could see this is a vampire movie. Yeah, he got some nice hair. His, his digs are definitely colorful, but like I don't know, man. I just had to get that context because I wanted to see what we were calling vampire movies and non-vampire movies. I mean, I guess anything that has a vampire in it is a vampire movie, but is it a horror movie? Would be the question I would okay, ask. Right, okay, right. And, and I could, I, I could see that. But the, the, the statement was made. It's not a vampire movie. Like once, once bitten is not a horror movie. It's definitely a comedy. Right, right. Vampire in Brooklyn Carey. is definitely a comedy all day long. But, yeah. but I, it's got I thought some Vampire Brooklyn has too. some has a lot of good horror in it. Oh, of yeah. course, but that's a straight like comedy. You might find that in a comedy section. Which unfortunately, like- Eddie Murphy did not. He wanted it to be a straight horror film. He was he's a horror fan. Yeah, it would also need to be funny to be considered a comedy. <laughs> good point yeah good point many like unfunny so-called comedies that i did not find humorous at all yeah but yeah okay uh nico i think you're yeah. next okay so um just to kind of latch onto that too like there you're right there there's there's some context i guess depending on what would qualify as horror horror comedy or just strictly comedy like Dracula Dead and Loving It is not a horror movie. That's that's a spoof, and we know it's Mel Brooks. But my my best friend's a vampire because we we all watched that at some point in the eighties too. That's a fucking I'll be comedy. Vampire Slayer, right? Which fuck Christy Swanson, and that's for another story. But I love <laughs> Paul Rubens. Yes, yes, and and Luke Perry, of course, R. I. P. Because he's because he's he was great in everything. Um, that being said, I kind of want to talk about, so yeah, a lot of the thing with this movie, I think that, that it resonates with people is because of the humor. I, I would kind of consider this and, and I get everybody's stance on this and you're right. This is the film that if you have a friend who's kind of like eh, on the fence about horror, or if you're dating somebody, like I showed my, my now girlfriend, this, um, the recently, and she fell in love with this movie, like right off the rip and was like laughing like, like right before i watched we watched lost boys i showed her creep show first and she liked creep show 
but she was like really into the Lost Boys, like really into this. And I'm like, well, what do you like about this specifically? Like, and she's hysterical laughing. And I'm like, is it bad? And she's like, no. She's like, this is like, it's really funny. It's entertaining. She's like, not that creep show wasn't good. She's like, but this is like, and I think a lot of it honestly has to do with the Frog Brothers and Sam and Grandpa. Because those those Grandpa. four characters are kind of like, I, I feel like for us, like, like Sam and the Frog Brothers are like the audience. Where we're really, we, we want to pretend like we're kind of the Frog Brothers. Really? Maybe even Sam to a degree, who's kind of in the know, but really it's like, he, you know, Edgar says at one point, we don't know shit, buddy. Like, fucking clueless, especially when, you know, like, when 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 Paul gets killed in the in the tub by Nanook. They didn't even fucking do it. It was Nanook. It was Detroit. Right. And I, and I think that that's part of, like, what um, what resonates with with this is I think it's the Frog Brothers and Sam, especially since, you know, Joel Schumacher was very adamant that Corey Feldman, his exact words, play this character Butch. It'll be funnier. Like, in your mind, you're Rambo. And I think that's that's when, like, he plays that so straight. And then when the ending happens and he's like, how much do you think we should charge him? Like, that, like, shit, like, that is funny. So I, I think, I think um, again, I, I could see your points and I can honestly tell you, I mean, it, it, the, the minimal, I mean, it's, the, the gore is very minimal in this fucking film. If we're being, and I know Sean's going to get into that a little later with the makeup, but, like, you don't hear the word fuck at all in this movie. Yeah. There's no nudity. Even like like the sex scene is like extremely tame. I mean, this really could have been a PG thirteen movie. And I and I think it still would have been a, as effective as it is as the R rated film that it is now. Um and uh Timmy Capello, so I actually had the chance to meet him at Chiller years ago. True story, he has the fucking sacks at the table. He uses it for the photos, and he actually sells his own line of um uh body oil. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And whenever they do um, like Lost Boys like concerts or because it's him and, and G Tom Mac, like they get together and then some of the cast come together typically, you know, to to meet the fans and sign autographs. Tim does the one song I still believe, and people are clapping, and then he's like takes the saxophone, and people are like, "Oh, what's going on?" Because like they did it at Monster Mania the one year it was him and G Tom Mac at a <laughs> concert, and he's like, "Sorry guys, I really only have the one song. I'm really a one hit wonder." <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I played sax with Tina Turner, dude. He's like, I, I, you know, that that's my claim to fame. He's like, it's just cool that I get to go to conventions, and which which he's going to be at um, uh, Creature Feature in two weeks in Gettysburg. And he's doing he's doing a concert, but it'll be the one song. So don't get don't get excited, everybody. To, to <laughs> I mean, he's great live, just whatever. Um, but that's another thing too is like like these guys usually usually have like long ass lines at conventions. So you know the the movie does resonate. With the character. It's it's not just I mean it's it's all of them. It's like people just like like are like attracted to this film, and I and I see why. Like again, it's it's a good gateway horror film for your mm-hmm. on the fence friend or potential partner or whatever the case may be and i think it does a job effectively plus one last thing i promise i, I will shut up because again i love this movie part, part of the genius of the, of the film too is if you go in blind to it and you don't know that they're vampires they do a pretty good job kind of you know making you think like maybe it's something else like is it is it you know some type of other monster or something and then you know because i know i know um our, our guest uh, Larry is going to get into the you know the with, with the title soon. So uh, that's all. 
that's probably what I was gonna say too. Oh, so go ahead. Totally okay. Who is next though? Um, Eric is next. List for you. I don't know. I, I don't know if Larry like specifically wanted to make this point about the backstory of the title. Larry should totally take it. No, no, I was just being cheeky with my comment. I was like, everyone um, else has a, a name, and I was like, why don't I just be obvious and just they were right. but i there i bet you you have a much more analytical educational background for this <laughs> i i don't know about that but i i was like um i mean it totally makes sense given the title but i didn't know that originally there was like a screenplay or a, a concept kicked around where peter pan was empire hence it was of the lost boys and then that that aspect got dropped um but actually that would explain like so much about the peter pan story yeah he doesn't get older Mm. and then he he keeps like abducting like new playmates who then in turn uh never get older unless they they can fly unless they get killed by you know pirates or crocodiles or or that kind of thing but yeah, and another thing I was thinking of with like the whole Lost Boys concept as far as what it would mean to be like eternally a child or a teenager, it just sounds like actually horrible in its own way. And I, that was kind of touched on in um, the Joe Hill novel uh, Nosferatu, where you know the villain in that has like a whole bunch of eternal children around him, but they're all just psychopathic it's like well these people have never had a chance to emotionally mature or develop empathy and they're just like these cruel little immortal shitheads yes. um, but i feel like there there is like a, a little bit of that in this movie too like they have that um the, these boys have like the sense of immortality that a lot of teenagers do except for they really are immortal you know like in in the way that vampires are not that they're impossible to kill but they're immune to most forms of death and uh like you see like the the shitty behavior that comes out of that kind of immortality but that was pretty much all i was gonna say about that (laughs) okay uh larry did you want to well i was i was just gonna usually when i'm on the show i i hear everyone's great comments and i'm like okay i got quick little bullet points i want to get to to respond a couple things the first one would be when we talk about what genre you might consider the lost boys i think if you got a video store what section you're putting it in you're not putting it in comedy you're putting it in horror mm-hmm. all right so that's yeah. you know that's where it's like if you're like i always think if you're on the fence go where are you putting it in the video store unless you're one of those rare video stores that just does alphabetical and you're just like total chaos. Like I have a local video store here that does that for like buying yeah. stuff and it drives me nuts. You know? But anyway, that's besides the point. <laughs> also, uh, another great thing about the Lost Boys, and Sean reminded me of this, it's got a it's got a great good boy in it. Nanook, the dog. Yes. Great yes. good boy. The best yeah, saves the life and everything. Yeah. Nanook's the best. Absolutely. Well, I just, okay. I just, I just want to hop in real quick oh, to sure. Erica. Um, she, she said uh, a great alternate title for this: "Immortal Shitheads." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, they were, they were some fucking douchebags. Oh yeah, like my opening quote: "Like how are those maggots?" Yeah, 
They're new. Yeah. The eighties, dude. It was the eighties. And and the but, fact but the I, fact. I, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Erica. No, no, no. You're fine. Just gonna say that that maggots thing. Um, now for I will forever think of what we do in the shadows, where the one <laughs> guy's like. Is it worms? You're eating worms. Yeah. How's your buschetti? Can I um, interject real, real quick? Because, you know, as we know, I did work at Suncoast and I will tell you 100% that that movie was in horror when, when, whenever we got it in stock. Yeah. And I worked at video stores. So, you know, it was in a long time. So, yeah, I always think of it like that where, where would it be put? Yeah. And in the store. You think about all the other films we've done that are like these hybrid films, like, you know, Event Horizon is that you know, horror sci-fi hybrid, you know, it's like, you know, things like that. Like we talk about hybrid films all the time, you know, and we've done a couple, uh, what I would consider to be horror comedy films, um, hard rock zombies being one. You will that too. Um, there's nothing funny about hard rock. Zombies, <laughs> oh, yes. Except for is. the bill your psychiatrist gives you. <laughs> <laughs> but to be, to be fair, to be fair, and this, maybe, maybe this will kind of give some food. I don't mean to interject and I'm sorry, but I mean, is there anything that's, really purely horror i mean they all kind of interject even like when it's like a serious it's like it's like dramatic horror it's almost well, now like, a, like we have a horror subgenres drama. of subgenres of subgenres right but i mean there's i mean can anything really be specifically like just strictly horror i mean they all kind of have even unintentional films like like you know uh what is it uh the, the fun house is a horror comedy unintentionally because it's like so bad it's good Sleepaway Camp is a horror I comedy. Like the Fun House, right? But I'm I like saying, the but, fun it's, house too. but it's but it's horror comedy. So I feel like I don't I don't think horror really has like I mean it it exists on you know as a genre, but I feel like they all kind of have something it's an umbrella. mixed. Yeah, right. They all kind of have other stuff with them together. But I think that's true of any genre of music, of movies, of true, energy. true, and especially because you know you want to you want to mix to keep it fresh too. Okay, um, I'll do my thing really quick, uh, which is going to be me nitpicking, uh, which is what I do. Um, so I call Max Count Dorkula. Um, so when they <laughs> kill my bro with his, I know his uh, Alex Winter, like, you know, because it's funny, Larry bringing up, you know, he was thinking he was going to see a Bill and Ted movie. Alex Winter was, you know, the, you know, he was in the Bill and Ted movies, obviously, with Keanu Reeves. Um, I just thought he was the cutest little thing, even with those 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 uh, the extensions on that like super curly because he's naturally like really curly hair, and I just thought he was the cutest thing. And then the first fucking vampire they kill is little Marco, and I'm like, why though? He was my favorite, um, besides David. And we all know we talked about this with Sam. I mean, my my thing for Kiefer Sutherland, like that is that is a candy approved mullet going on. <laughs> he rocks it. He definitely and, and rocks it. And the voice, it. like, man, he's sexy as fuck in this. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but the head vi- vampire being Max Count Dorkula, like he, <laughs> he looks like that teacher that everybody talks shit about. Like, oh man, you got him this year. God, his class sucks. <laughs> I like just, you know what I you know, he's just such a dork. But I yeah. guess it's to, <laughs> to do the switcheroo on you and like, oh, you're surprised it's this fucking loser dude that yeah. uh is trying to date his, you know, his mom and you know, there, there's a lot of like mixed up stuff in there, but this was one of those movies um, that played uh, heavily on TV because it really uh, got it most of the success from home rentals. And then TV started showing it, but they would censor things. Now, the funniest censoring to this day that I've ever, ever seen on 
you know, when they put it on uh, TV is, is in this movie, the grandpa has that sticker that says old fart. And on when it would, they would show it on TV, <laughs> they would censor out the word fart. So there was a blur over it. And I'm like, I knew because I'd seen the movie. So I'm like, if they're censoring the word fart, but they'll show them kill vampires. <laughs> like, we don't want those kids up there farting. Priorities. I mean, we Priorities. don't want to influence the children about farts. Like, it's fart. <laughs> it's not fuck. It's not... <laughs> You know, something were, horrible. It's fart. And there was like, a group of people in a room who made that decision at some point. Right. Yeah, like that's, that's what I find. That's what I find fascinating. We don't want those kids out there farting up those schools. children with that word. And they act like the fact that he had the root beer and double thick Oreos like that didn't cause him to fart constantly between that. Drink like, come on. Stomach pounder kind of shit. But um. But yeah, so I thought that was funny because I that's a memory that I let I, I let that makes me laugh more than anything was mm-hmm. watching it on TV because of course there'd be nothing on and like, oh well the last voice is on. I'm gonna watch that again. Why not? I've seen it a million times. Relaxing. But then fart is blurred out and I feel suddenly like <laughs> like they're making me dumb. Yeah. Like I can't see the word fart. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. So candy <laughs> complaining about censorship. Don't censor fart. You know, maybe <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna don't. get worried about some shit, like maybe violence but like still it's a horror fucking movie um i i wanted to do this before um somebody else got to it also really quickly about our friend roger abert um he gave this film two and a half out of four stars and uh he actually liked the film but he said this he said it's ultimately a style over substance film in an ambitious entertainment that starts out well but ends up selling its soul and you know what? I 100% agree with him on this. Like, Whoa, hold like, the phones. You're agreeing with Roger Ebert? I am agreeing with Roger Ebert. Holy shit. This is much, this is very style over substance. Like, the substance that we get is not, is underwhelming, but the style is really cool. Like, the vampires themselves, they look cool. You know, um, they're, they're the kind of, you know, if I was on the boardwalk, I'd be like, oh, look at... Uh, david over there i better go flirt with them or something you know like you know they had the cool jackets and very very style over substance um so that's that i think the uh vampire lore which is really important to me is very weak because it's all about the style all about the soundtrack all about that it's very much an mtv type of movie especially for that time period so i do agree with roger ebert on that so. Before you go, I'm going to grab some salt. I'm going to go to your house and sprinkle it in that spot where hell just goes <laughs> <Yes>. over. <laughs> and somewhere, probably Ebert's it's never going to happen backflips. again. Let's mark this moment in history. Candy agreed with Roger Ebert. <laughs> Ebert's probably doing backflips in his in his coffin right now over this, too. Not, not, not even rolling <laughs> over. He's doing backflips like, holy shit, I got her. <laughs> did, but it's never going to happen again, Ebert. Real quick, since you brought up Count Dorkula, did you want to mention who almost got that role? Remember I'll let you do that, sir. Uh, Fred Gwynn almost got the role. Now, mm-hmm. see, I could see Fred Gwynn being the head the fucking head vampire. I and they do that. have that poster in the uh, in the in their lair. There's the uh, poster of Monster Doll, which is nice. Yeah. yeah, and I, so yeah, again, anything with Fred Gwynn, even just referenced. Yeah, um, and in, in a- and real quick, since I mentioned it, we almost got a uh, Jim Carrey instead of Keith yes. Sutherland. Oh God! Like, why would you no. take that from the world? Could you fucking imagine? Was it right after Once Bitten came out? 
Yeah, because it was, right? Because Once yes. Bitten came out first. That's that's why he almost got it, because of his role in Once Bitten. I, I couldn't. So I mean, Lost I Boys would Jim not Perry. be what we have now. It would not have the legacy that it has. Yeah. Because really, Kiefer Sutherland sells this fucking yeah. movie. Let me tell you and, something, Michael. And to be fair, <laughs> I, mean, they, I mean, him and him and Joel Schumacher ended up doing the number twenty three years later. Oh yeah, which anyway, I loved. I loved the number twenty three. See, and I, and I and I didn't. I don't. I don't think Jim Carrey has any business being in horror films. Or I mean, oh, serious I, acting. Yeah, he can totally do that. But yeah. or painting. Painting. Yeah. yeah. Eternal Robotnik, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is my shit. That, yeah, that's, that's or, a film. Or <laughs> talking out of his Batman asshole. Yes. From Batman Forever together. <laughs> Batman Forever. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Batman Forever. He was the Riddler. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Oh God, no. Joel Schumacher with his Batman nipples. You, you got <laughs> it. Nipples. Oh yeah, I forgot he directed that. Oh my God, yeah. Oof. I forgot about that movie. As much Although as you know what, you know what other movie I do like with Joel Schumacher and Kiefer working together, and I think it, uh, a time to kill. Oh yes. yeah. Oh damn, yeah. That movie that's is good. fucking fantastic. Like I, anytime it's on, I watch yeah. it. I Joel Schumacher had movie. had a couple of good ones. That and uh, what was that? Falling down. Uh, Falling yeah. down was, was great. Was really good. Um, and then you know a bunch of animals inac- fire. A bunch, yeah, and a bunch Batman of Batman and Robin. DC access. Yeah, a bunch of in, in, in excess Cab. videos. Nice DC Batman Cab. Forever. <laughs> classics. Yeah, classics. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, I love Joel Schumacher. Go die in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I will not die in a fire. Thank you very much. No, but the listeners, you, you are the gold. embodiment of that of that film. You are its representative. Because then I'll, I'll I won't <laughs> say fire then. I mean, I would tell people to definitely go watch a time to kill at least. Yeah. Any great. any other Joel? If you if you watch one other Joel Schumacher film besides Lost Boys, definitely watch a time to kill. You will not mm. be disappointed with that movie yeah. at all. Right. Yeah, and real quick before we move on, I I just remember this. We uh, since we talked about Pet Cemetery last week, um, Mary Lambert, the director of that, almost got the helm for this one too. Mm. But she mm-hmm. she turned it down for creative differences. Oh, good! That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> good, yeah, because she probably would have put that little fuckhead Miko, Miko Hughes in this somewhere. <laughs> Listen to the Pet Cemetery episode, guys. Yeah, Is alive then? We need to have an intervention. I don't think, yeah, I don't think Miko here. Yeah, I don't and, think Miko was alive. Yeah, you and she, she, she would have together. She she would have figured out something. Two men enter. <laughs> one man leaves. Okay. No, no. Um, oh, one man and little boy enter. Only Nico leaves. <laughs> um, oh my! That's a totally different <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, who's next? Was it Max? It might be. Okay, Max. Uh, you go. Oh. So, Listening to like, you know, everybody mulling over this like classic of a movie. Um, I think, Dave, you said it the best. Like, you don't want your stuff mixed, right? I love my stuff mixed, obviously. You know what I mean? And Sean brought up Event Horizon, which is another one of my favorite fucking movies. But it's a mix. So I'm kind of feeling like this wasn't made for y'all true people. It was made for us fat fucks that like to mix our <laughs> shit, right? That's okay. It's okay. And that, that's right. And I just want to touch on uh, that sex scene because I know Nico brought it up. While I was re-watching this, I didn't realize that, like, I know the time it was made. Michael's asking for, like, answers. What is going on? What, ha- what did y'all do to me? And she's like, yo, I can't tell you, but here's some ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's like, come on, Michael, come, come like, here's some ass. Let's forget about this. 
Don't even like you don't even care that your questions aren't gonna get answered. Here's some sex. Like here's an answer for you. Yeah. On to the next scene, you know. She's she's literally like Michael, come with us. So I'm kind of that's reminiscent of the time it was though, you know, the 80s, late 80s, where hey, we ain't want no damn answers. Here's some sex for you. Keep it moving. You'll be all right. We're gonna give you the most PG sex scene ever. Yeah, it was very unsexy, especially like, like coming up watching Purple Rain and you see this shit, and you're like, damn, Purple Rain is just looks like straight up like a porno at part. <laughs> you mean when, when Prince is uh, banging Apollonia? Yeah, I mean, that. That. Yeah. 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 That's not Lake Minnetonka. No. <laughs> that's yeah that's completely that's that's a that's a r-rated sex scene that is uh this is not um who is next uh, uh then crystal and dave okay dave and crystal the the interesting subtext of this film is the, that i find uh, interesting at least is the divorced parent thing you know you got the mom with her two boys moving to a new town because she went through a divorce and you know even in the 80s there was and i guess it's even today where there's this stigma of the divorced mom, like somehow she's somehow flawed because Diane Weiss plays it. She's a little goofy, a little nutty, a little all over the place. And then uh, with Max, you've got the trope of the moms dating this new guy. And I, I, I've been, I experienced this, as, experienced this as a young man too. My mom dating another guy other than my father, and he's going to be a monster no matter what. You know, and I like in this movie, he's literally a monster. So I, I, I love that trope because uh, if anybody's ever experienced that mom dating another guy, it I, I, he could have been Mahatma Gandhi and I would have hated him. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, it's not your dad. Because it's not your dad and your mom's yeah. banging this guy and you know she is. I was one of those um, weird kids whose parents never got divorced till much till we were, my brothers never grew up. Oh, yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was, it's not fun, but um that, yeah, that's all I had to say. I, I like that. I like that 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 little subtext in this. The whole divorced mom, and the fact, and the, the the unfair trope that a divorced mom has to be somehow goofy or a single mom. A, a single mom, yeah, right. It's goofy, scatterbrained. All of, she doesn't. She's not keeping track of her boys. I mean, in the eighties, we just run them up. Yeah, yeah, but her father even said it. Sorry to cut you off. That she's oh, no. he's she's the, he she's the only woman he knows that didn't level up from a divorce. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't cash in. Yeah. And she's very. Uh, Diane Weist is very. She always plays one of these meek and kind of um, kind of unconventional characters. I always think of her from Parenthood. And, and the scene that always sticks out is when they find a dildo, <laughs> the and she, she's like, she, she's like, it's a motorized ear cleaner. <laughs> like, oh or God. even she's very mousy and meek in um, Edward Scissorhands. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Except for the film that she won the Oscar for, where she's like, yeah. "Don't speak." Right. What is that? Bullets over? Is it bullets over Broadway? Is that the one that she? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great role. I mean, she. She's phenomenal. And she still looks, she's like 71 and still looks the same as her. Yep. I mean, she's, she's fantastic. And uh, Jamie Gertz, who, who plays star, I just wanted to mention, because when I was looking at some stuff, I had, I knew this before we watched Lost Boys, but uh, we have the Atlanta Hawks here. And that's our basketball team. Uh, mm-hmm. Jamie Hawks and her husband own the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Jamie Gertz own 
uh, owns the Atlanta Hawks. So Jimmy Garks is doing fantastic. She married her. Herself. She married her a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah she also, married her a rich man. Good, good yeah. pull, sister. Yeah, they also, gorgeous. they also own a farm team for the Milwaukee Brewers. So I mean, they're doing great. Um, but uh, I had watched something with Kiefer Sutherland where he was talking about his role as David. Um, and he was talking about his hair. Joel Schumacher uh, had cast him because he had long hair and he wanted him to have it white, white blonde. And um, Kiefer was talking about this was the only role he got um, from the office. Like he walked in and did a couple lines and immediately was hired. And Joel had wanted him to keep his hair completely long and white. But as they had started like being around each other when other roles were cast and reading scripts uh, and, and doing everything, uh, Joel had told them they wanted them to be like rock stars and, and have that kind of vibe. And so uh, Kiefer decided to cut his hair in the front and spike it and have it dyed like Billy Idol. So that is what the inspiration is. And then Kiefer said that he is probably the inspiration for the mullet. And he, in that interview, I was dying laughing because he said it's the worst haircut of all time. And he is sorry if he inspired it. <laughs> I, think I think I saw, I saw that. It was the, the same thing. It was, on, it was the, the, the GQ one, right? Where he goes through all like his iconic film roles or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it was like yeah. GQ, yeah. Yeah. yeah was, I saw that one. Right. Yeah, because when you mentioned his other role, uh, he said people in America uh, generally um generally equate an actor to the role they don't think of him as that person he said yeah. people from that role they won't shake his hand hmm. when they meet him just will not shake his hand and he said they didn't get they didn't get the movie they did not get the concept yeah yeah so, i saw but, that yeah I, I did see that video too but um i i yeah but at least in this the mullet his mullet's kind of cool how did it get you know co-opted by like white trash you know mullets mullets are back honey i'm Three sorry words. to tell you are they mullets are back and they're wait. being Sadly. wait mullets are back and they're being permed these kids these guys are getting permed mullets permed uh, but, but wait 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 Look at Matt. to answer Matt that to answer to answer that question from back then Three words were why that Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, this is true. Well, that, was, uh, that, was, that was after this, though. Ninety-three. Yeah, but he, yeah. but he kind of revitalized it. So, like, yeah. it kind of. I, I mean, they they had it then. They just kind of yeah, fed into it, and you Kiefer know. said in that interview that he kept the back long since Joel was so insistent he had long hair. That was the only reason Kiefer kept his hair long in the back, and so that Joel wouldn't fire him from the movie because he was seventeen, almost eighteen when they filmed. Yeah. And so, yeah. I submit to you that worse than the mullet is the rat tail. I'm going to say it. And Sean had both. I did I'll have both. Oh, I, I, had, I had the monkey tail where like it curled up. Dude, I've got pictures. Hair, it wouldn't perm. It wouldn't <laughs> you curl. had a rat tail? I was I have, not cool in the 80s. I have pictures somewhere. I Not only did I have a, a, a rat tail, but I had side steps shaved in Oh, I used to have like the with the lines in the back on the side. Yeah, I used to have that and like the designs on the side. And we were doing we were doing the vanilla ice, shave the lines in your eyebrow. I had that. Yeah, I was in six. And that was when the moment that 
No, I switched Jameis for a sec. And uh, you go and your ninja, buddy Ricky ninja, Hopper. Go. <laughs> you know, I made rap. I made Dave watch Cool as Ice. No, oh I watched God. the Rift Tracks version. That's it. Yeah, That's what we watched. Right. I still have never. Is it? Wait, is time out? Is there really Rift Tracks version? Because I'll, I'll watch yeah. the movie. Finally, the Rift Tracks, Tracks version is Rift fucking Tracks. hilarious. Oh, oh my God. I, I, I need to find something. it then because I've never seen that movie. Because it's, it, I mean, come on. I have, I have I, some standards. You would not be able to take it seriously. So watch it with jokes. Okay. So now that, thank you for telling me that. Yeah, it's great. I give Cool as Ice 10 out of 10. Yes. Of course you would. 10 out of 10. Yeah, so yeah. The hero. It's not even like a real movie. Uh, it's not that hero. Out of the zero. I guess it's time to announce my ice, my vanilla ice podcast. I'm starting next week. <laughs> no, no. I'll be on it, Larry. I'll be on it. I'll bet you he'll okay, be on it. Can we just no. can we just do an entire episode on what the fuck a Roni is? Oh, yes. No. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Mac, I'll, you want to answer that? <laughs> What's a Roni? Uh, I will wait till the episode is done. <laughs> That's right. Okay, yeah. I'll, okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Me and Mac know. What it's like having a Roni. Scheme, bop, 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 boom, bop, bop. Pop Popeye in there. I'm like, I'm out. Man. Anyway, um, you go. who is next? Uh, Nico or Larry? Um, Larry can go. Then I'll go after him. Uh, Larry. Uh, yeah, I actually also want to bring up that um, this movie is very gay. Um, <laughs> yeah. We were going to get there. We were going to get there. Okay. Well, I didn't mean Schumacher. to jump the gun or anything. No, but I, 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 I kind of wonder if any of it was heightened because of Joel Schumacher directing it or if the original script kind of had this or maybe it's just kind of like vibe. a Nightmare on Elm Street 2 question. Yeah, but like it's a very it's Power. interesting uh, how the 80s kind of dealt with that uh, being gay um, with especially it seems like it pops up in horror a lot uh, which doesn't surprise me considering the horror tends to be allegories for a lot of different things mm-hmm. exactly. um, but like when I was a kid like I didn't get that but like you know if I was in high school seeing this movie you know um, and I was wondering what like what I was or whatever thing like that. Like it, it would probably speak to me a lot more, a lot differently. I'm curious. I'm kind of curious how, how I don't know how this is in the gay community at all. I don't know if anybody has any gay friends. Community loves it. I know yeah. because my brothers are both gay and not uh, one likes horror and he loves this movie. Uh, Cause there's a lot of like hot guys in it and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But, um, there's something, you know, the creation of the modern, you know, what we know as the vampire thing with the Bram Stoker, you know, as a closeted homosexual in the 1800s, he wrote um, Dracula as uh, an allegory, you know, for um, homosexual sex and, and not being able to be open about it. But it, it was a new way to to be erotic and, and sexual. But uh, it's not gay because they're sucking blood, you know, or whatever. Um so speaking of, you know, just vampires in general, they come from gay culture. Yeah. And to, and to speak to your, your point, Larry, like I saw uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 a lot when I was a kid. That, that's probably my most watched Nightmare on Elm Street film. <laughs> and I it never crossed my mind that it was that there were gay undertones at all. You know, and then it wasn't until I was older and years later, and, and it, then it kind of started to dawn on me. I mean, you got 
you know, a guy getting beaten to death by balls and, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's all these all this subtext to it, and I just I'd never seen it. And when I did see it, you know, okay, cool, whatever, you know. And then eventually watching the documentary uh, Scream Queen, and you know, meeting Mark Patton and talking to him about it, you know, I mean, it's I talked to Zarma. <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street films. Uh, but yeah, when I was younger, I just didn't I didn't see any of that, and I didn't see any of that with this film either. Um, but, you know, I, I totally get, you know, this update. And, and maybe Joel Schumacher did have something to do with it. I 100% think he did. Yeah. Well, the Not- character of Sam is is where it comes in because um, he always read as gay to me um, or, you know, not even fully understanding at that time what gay was. I just knew my brothers were much more like him and that they were different. But, you know, we didn't really ever have a name to put well, on it as a family like we just knew they were like that that's blowing plus my he, mind right now well plus he has that rob lowe <laughs> poster with him in the crop top right. on the wall yeah in right. the closet. So, to the to the to the reform uh, uh school girls poster too yeah so he yeah. I mean, did that, sing that, the that, females that, part that in the back screams right yeah. right yeah, which is like one of the funniest scenes in the movie it's but. definitely a meet cute too with the egger brothers in them like that's yeah. a meet cute scene it's definitely a meet cute yeah which one do you think he is, was more into? I think the one with the loftier way. hair. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he was exactly. just about Corey, obviously, well, because everyone has to do yeah. license to drive. Oh, yeah. Great. They went to Archie's Atomic in the next movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm blowing my mind right now. I didn't see nothing. Although I, 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 I can kind of <laughs> see like like the like the gay um undertones with uh Michael and David, especially they're in like like their 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 fight scene. Because even David's like, I don't want to kill you. And my, my blood is in your veins. Like, I, I guess now, yeah, kind of kind of see it. Vampires. And, and I did this with Donna Nelly on his yeah. show. Um, we did um, top 10 queer horror films. And uh, it's literally all caps. Vampires are the gay icons of horror. It's just a fact. Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah. It's it's well, a, it's any, literally a fucking thing. Babadook or Pennywise. It is vampires. They've well, been I, around longer. I even, yeah, I even think. When I was looking through the trivia, and I didn't save it, I wish I would have, but I think Joel Schumacher said the reason he wanted to do a vampire film was because vampires are sexy, unlike and Frankenstein's monster. Right. No, I can see that they're sexy. Damn, so Blade was gay. Not my boy, Blade! No! <laughs> <laughs> no I'm just have playing. you not seen Interview with the Vampire? Oh, no, that's gay as fuck. Excuse my language. Yeah. Do not, it, not, it was not gay do enough not cancel, for me. Do not cancel oh me. God. I am so sorry. No, yes. no, 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 no. We we did interview with Vampire, and it's and I probably would have said that enough. on that episode. Me, well, honestly, the 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 book is definitely I, I definitely more I, I was is, is homoerotic is still a thing you could say like it's homoerotic, yeah. Even yeah, ho- the the book is way more homoerotic than the fucking movie, especially oh, like when you realize like how they couldn't have traditional sex, so it, it is well, it, um it, right. But it wasn't even just that; it was just more like you know because like the movie really portrays Louis and and Lestat mostly, but. They they don't they don't get into the full subtext of Armand and and Louis until like in the book like that's like full blown he's like I admired him and I had to be around him I even gave up Claudia to be with him and it's yeah, like no. and the, and the up, fact dude. that Anne Rice wrote it you know like that um but yeah they they picked same sex companions you know if you're gonna go be with somebody for hundreds of years it's probably gonna be somebody with your own gender. No, yeah, I hate myself. Years. Fuck out of here! <laughs> it's just a thing. I'm sorry, but um, Nico, you you had some your hands up. 
I do. Yeah. So one thing I want to talk about too, that we, we kind of were, were talking about earlier with, um, with Tim Capello, this movie has a fucking sick soundtrack to sick. it as well. Yes, it it's, yeah. it's one of like, it? one of, it's not even, it, it really <laughs> oh, I knew you was going to hate candy. Yeah. System. Yeah. Here we go. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to back it up. Here we go. Yeah, Larry. I'm saying, yes. man. Listen, if, if the fucking goat of rap, Eminem, can fucking sample Cry Little Sister and make that shit a tribute to his fallen friend, then this shit is dope. Because he doesn't just fucking take anything for a sample. This is up there with Return of the Living Dead and The Crow for Ooh, horror look soundtracks. Look at that face. Look yeah. at that face. I can't even see it because she disappeared but on my, on my screen. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see it. It's 100% That's up there. That's how salty her face was that Yo, it doesn't even want to be on your screen. This is, this is legit one of the best soundtracks, period, for a film. Legit, hands down. I mean, for me, I, I, honestly, I would even go as far. I'd say uh, Purple Rain. Um, I'll give you Purple Rain. Wait, Purple Rain. Eight Mile, yeah, above the rim. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this one, mm-hmm. the crow, mm-hmm. and I don't give a fuck because I'm secure enough. I'll say it. Dirty Dancing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you, bro. Yeah, and, dirty and, Dancing's and, the best. The Bodyguard. I gotta, I gotta have yeah. judge, Judgment Night in there somewhere. Judgment Night. Yeah, that, that's that's a good one. I love it. Little Shop of Horror. Yeah, I'm with you. But I mean, if you, but I mean, if Rocky, right? But I mean, if you're going for like movies that aren't. Muse, which I guess Eight Mile is kind of in body. I get yeah. that, but but and Purple Rain, I get that, but like yeah. realistically, like Purple Rain is really an album that they just happen to make a movie based on the album. Yeah. If we're being honest, because that's what a fucking genius Prince really is. Refuse to talk about him in the past tense is, yeah, because he's still with us spiritually. But yeah. I mean, this whole fucking what, what do the kids say? This whole soundtrack slaps. It slaps. <laughs> Listen, yo, um, the fact that, by the way, the fact that we got the Echo and the Bunny Men, people are strange, and you can't find that anywhere yes, but the fucking man. But this, but the soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, I have an easier time finding the Doors version than I do the cover for Echo and the Bunny Men, and that says a lot because that this whole soundtrack. I feel is like Echo perfection. and the Bunny Men are great, but they need to stay in their lane. It's basically the same version as the Doors. They don't yeah. do it anything is. different. Yeah, there's nothing it special. Is, about like, go do the Killing Moon instead thing. Oh my god, I love that fucking song <laughs> I know. so much. I do I too, but song. like, don't like, do uh, a Doors song. But I mean, honestly, I uh, th- there's like there's 15 different like special edition vinyls right now for like, I'm, and I'm making up a number, but every like retailer has a special color for the vinyl just for this for this, especially now that this year is the 35th anniversary that they went a little ham on that shit and um. The movie's finally getting a proper re-release on 4K later this year. And actually, next month, um, I know Best Buy is going to have a steel book when it comes out. Amazon has, which, by the way, I'm not crazy about the about the, the standard um, cover art. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's like an artist rendition of like them hanging on like the train tracks. And like the way the lettering even looks for the movie looks really shitty. Yeah, it looks, I saw that. I, I don't like it either. Which which is ironic because like you know even uh, in, in many interviews like Warner Brothers themselves have have often said over the years um, Lost Boys there's Lost Boys Goonies Beetlejuice and Tim Burton's Batman are like their four biggest library titles still to this day out of out of any so like they they tend to be a little bit stricter with with anything with those with those films. Um, but I mean, you would, you would think they would want to put a little bit more effort into that. So thankfully the, the good people at, at Zavi.com, which is Z-A-B-B-I, and I'm giving them a plug. I'm just saying, if you're going to buy this fucking movie, the 4k, buy it with them. They have that awesome gift set where it comes with, um, a poster. It comes with a booklet where it's like, it's set up like the, like Sam, Sam and the frog brothers, uh, comic book, the vampires everywhere. That's actually how it looks. 
It has a better steel book, um, like with the art. And I think it has like lobby cards and like pulse cards and shit. But, you know, I know you made the face um, and I'm sorry no, that, if I upset that, you. That's why but, I went right after you. So I could take some of those hits for you, Nico. <laughs> I got you, brother. But, but, but the, the soundtrack is, is honestly one of the best in film period. Not just horror. It's it's definitely one of the best in horror. If in the top three, one hundred percent. You're about to get me fucked up. You go, come on, man. <laughs> but go ahead, Mac. I'm, I'm, nah, I'm, listen, I'm I ain't gonna, Candy. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna kick a dead horse. But everybody know. They hear it. They they know where it's from. Like yeah. that's yeah. a fact. Yes. Yeah. Like so, yeah, I, I feel any movie that can have, and I'm just gonna say any movie because you know I like a lot of things, but has a song where you can hear that years later and like just start to hear anybody like oh shit lost voice or like yeah. whatever the movie is that has to speak something our volumes of the soundtrack for that movie all right go yo matter of fact real quick one of the times i was i was living in florida briefly and i was kind of like learning like the area right around i think it was on um, pompano beach and there was a movie theater not too far so like i would just kind of like walk down to kind of get some you know get some air get learn learn the area there, there was a there was a brother up in the front and a fucking like a whole ass fucking like Escalade at like on volume like 50 bumping cry little sister in front of the fucking theater. Like I didn't move a fucking muscle. Like I was like, yo, my, my man's is fucking getting it down right now with some fucking G Tom Mac. I'm in. I'm in. I gave him props up. I'm like, my, I'm like my, my dude. <laughs> Good shit. He's like, are you kidding me? He's like, the Lost Boys is the shit. He's like, of course they are. I mean, come on. Even that fucking rap group is named after them. After the movie, and they they were the ship for like a minute. He is coming in hot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, Um, so the thing is, is like 1987. I was kind of like uh, into some uh, heavier shit, I guess. But I've been raised on, you know, the Doors and and things like that. Um, So when I the first time that I, I was watching this, uh, I was like, wow, it's one of those movies where they couldn't afford like a good soundtrack. So they had like some, <laughs> you know, random band because I didn't I wasn't super familiar with Echo and Bunnyman at that point. That, that came that was like enlightenment that came later because I do like them. But I was like, so it's when they hired some, you know, band to do it because they couldn't get the rights to use the actual song by the doors, um, you know, but Cry Little Sister. I mean, it's a it's a good song i guess but it's like i I, as far as like this is not on the same level as return living dead like return living dead like nothing can touch that soundtrack it is like the horror soundtrack it is the best it has all my fucking shit on it all my jams you know a little bit more punk based um this was just kind of like you know for them to be so metal looking some weak ass shit to me like i wanted some heavy hitting fucking metal not some headbanging to saxophones i'm like this is somebody who doesn't understand how music works because people who were headbanging me uh we were we're like what what are they headbanging to just to do it are they are they tweaking like i don't understand you don't headbang to sax you know you just you just don't unless you're you know I guess maybe 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 they were like tweaking at the at that concert. Who knows? That, that sure. is a good possibility. I mean, maybe, you know? it's a, maybe it's a, mm-hmm. a special Santa Carla thing. I don't know. But in, in, nobody had banks. <laughs> Usually like anything with saxophone in it. I'm like, mom, 
turn the station, you know, especially <laughs> at that time period where I was the closed minded little shit. Um, I was just like, wow, they couldn't even afford the door song. Um, the doors version of this song. So, yeah, I mean, I, I have my quibbles about this being even in a top 20 of horror soundtracks or soundtracks in general. I just don't think it, it I mean, it has everybody's like, oh, but cry little sister. Yeah. And a million people have covered it and it still is not like the greatest song I've ever heard or anything like that. Can, it's can like, I, can I just ask you a question real quick, honey? What? So which do you think's better? The echo and the Bunnymen cover of people are strange or GNR's version of sympathy for the devil. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know that I hate with the fire of a thousand suns. <laughs> the fact that they thought <laughs> that the Rolling Stones version of Sympathy for the Devil wasn't good enough okay. in Thank you. Interview with Vampire. Like, I was like, why would you shit all over a classic by having fucking Axl Rose even touch this song? He should never say these lyrics. Yeah. And like, they're and they're like, here's a great song. We made it shitty. Enjoy your movie. Hope you had a good time. <laughs> I mean, that, that song literally broke Guns N' Roses up. Good. Like, Slash with the band. <laughs> they just of that I blame Axel. Anyway, so. so that there's my rant on that. But uh, I do want to say one quick thing because we're going to have to go into verses after Larry goes. Um, so for everybody, listeners, I'm talking to you, who shit on, oh, sparkly vampires, sparkly vampires. Well, I will have you know that they put glitter in the blood of that they use in this film. And so they were the original sparkly vampires. Now, I want, you have to sleep on that. I know. Like, no, but Twilight's the one that's stupid. And it's like, no, sparkly vampires started here, honey. Sorry to break your heart. But at least they had fangs in this one. But I didn't see no sparkle in Twilight. I saw the shimmer, goddammit. <laughs> well, well, I'm sorry. It's, it's, so it's only... It's it's okay as long as you don't see don't it. see it. What what he don't you know won't hurt. It. You did see it though. You just don't know it. Like look I mean, closer next time. Yeah, um, Edward, Edward looks like old girl. Put that on. Yeah, Edward, Edward looks like old girl like from fucking X Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his <laughs> hair I'm, saying, all I'm not talking like yeah. necessarily about the movies. I like the books, but I am saying that my that wife does too. Every, people who like Lost Boys tend to not like anything Twilight related because of sparkly. They're like vampires don't sparkle. I'm like they do in the Lost Boys. Or put up, uh, have pickup games of baseball in the woods. Even though, but to my be co- fair, my coworker was watching Twilight the other day at work. And I kind of understood their reasoning for it when I actually listened to yes. why he said. But they honestly, did it. Candy, I mean, a lot of it is just it's just good rib, good ribbing on you with this. I mean, yeah. if, if if that's something that you, I mean, obviously, like I'm not gonna shit on something that you love. Well, I mean, and I'm not you know. being like when I no, I, I, know. I sound very passionate and fiery. I'm just passionate and fiery. No, no, no. It's, and, like I, and I get it because angry. like. Now, like when you this, talk about Freddy versus Jason, which we, we can never, ever do, I was actually angry that night. Aww. I know, but like, you know, that's something that I like. You shit on it. And that, that's fine. And I get it. I, I listen. I'm, like my I'm blood a fucking, pressure. Wait, listen. And I'm going to tie it in because we're, we're, we're already in preseason now. So, like, we're on pretty much in football season. I'm a Cowboys fan. So, like, I, I got to eat shit constantly. So, like, believe me when I tell you I feel your Team pain. Team fucking sucks and it hasn't even started yet. Thank you. See, there we go. But see, I feel your pain with with having to defend Twilight and having to be a fan of that. I get it. So you know, as a as a Cowboys fan, I was a Yankees fan because they're shit in the bed, kind of. They are. I'm with they're you. Fucking, they're making and I used to be a right sports now. person. So you. yeah, I mean, I'm it with all you. goes around. So but, I, you know, I just know that I, I love you. Definitely one movie like that we will never talk about again, but that I re- actually genuinely He's a hate bad East Coaster, Dave. When I'm mad about that, I'm actually mad. 
We have other shitty teams out here, Nico. The yeah, Jets, funny, my team. They suck. <laughs> like, come join yes. us. Like, you want to run with a shitty team? I, hey. I'll just end this. I'll just end this, and this way we can get up the versus. That that that's my that's my home team. That's how much I hate the Giants. I'm that much of a Cowboys fan. The Jets are my home team. There we go. <laughs> see, 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 Candy. I just segued into into a battle right there. Well, we got to segue into Larry. Wait, I'm, I'm gonna oh, I'm sorry. gonna end this discussion on a high note, guys. All right, so, let's do it. <laughs> Cry little sister is definitely the theme song to this episode because Candy's like. I hate Lost Boys. And you're like, oh, cry little sister. And, and Kenny's like, thou shall not want. <laughs> oh, that was good. Really? I, I the way when you guys started talking about this, but did Marilyn Manson cover that song too? Yes, he did. Yeah. I wish I, okay. nobody brought it up because we didn't. I think haven't it heard it. Enough. So that's just. Well, I mean, you kind of, it. It's, it's it, it was. It was. It was. It was kind of a broad, you know, because yeah. you said how many artists covered this song by now. So the less said about Marilyn Manson, the better. yeah, the better. He doesn't the exist better, in the yes. still, he, he doesn't deserve the attention. He's a, nothing. No. Oh, he's a pedo, right? Some wild shit like that. I heard he's a, a sexual assaulter, abuser. abuser um, yeah, he's a lot of things. Abuser. Can't smell the own shit from your knees. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so throw in some lyrics out. He was yeah. listening to some Marilyn Manson back in the day. And so are we. I saw yeah. him on their first store. Anyway, he is the um, God of fuck. I am the God of fuck. Anyway. Um, so we have a versus tonight um, for the thousands in attendance. And the millions watching around the world. Around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, and we were going back and forth between, I was anyway, back and forth between what we were going to choose. Um, I was going to have it be Battle of Dracula's, and I thought, well, how much can my heart stand in one night? Because if <laughs> my Dracula didn't win, I might get upset. So went with the other, the safer choice. And our versus is the Frog Brothers from the Lost Boys versus the Monster Squad from, you know, the titular movie. So discuss. <sighs> Well, let me start this since <laughs> I haven't seen Monster Squad at all. No. Oh, shit. Frog Brothers all day. I don't give a fuck. They fucking shit up. They give you a comic book teaching you about vampires. There's and four of the Monster Squad. Does that change your answer? Two on four all day. I'm from the streets of New York. Watch the Monster Squad because I think you might actually like it. Haven't yeah, we are. noticed I like all the shit movies? I don't know. Because my <laughs> taste and standards aren't up there with y'all. I'm here. Um, well, yeah, no, yeah. You were, yeah. if you like the shit movies, you definitely like Monster, Monster Squad, Squad does not require yeah. taste. And that's no, why I mean, I'm going to fucking love it. You're going to love it. <laughs> I think you will. Well, I, I'm going to chime in real quick, Mac. Maybe I might uh, pique your interest in this film. Um, when you think, it, baby. When you think about the Monster Squad, you know they had to go against a vampire, too. The difference is their vampire wielded dynamite. Yes. And what do you mean like throwing dynamite sticks? <laughs> he, throwing he was dynamite, throwing yes. dynamite yes. And they fucked that vampire up? And they, yes. They fucked that vampire up. Plus, I they, might have to re- resend judgment until plus, after I watch Monster Squad. Plus, they took out <laughs> the werewolf by kicking him in the nuts. And, and then it was oh, the werewolf. And the nards. And then blew his ass up. Um, 
yeah, I you know, I and 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 then the little sister, you know, she she had the uh, hooks. There was a girl uh, in there too. Yeah, the little yeah. sister. Yes. Little, yo, just wait. That's just gonna talk at your heartstrings too. And she she had the hooks in Frankenstein's monster. So Thank I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna uh, have to give this to Monster Squad. I have double screens. I'm typing in Monster Squad right now. <laughs> and also, <laughs> Monster Squad. Like the main the main kid is named Sean. Yep. Yeah, that didn't uh, have bias, any sway. Bias. That didn't have any sway. <laughs> Okay, so we have officially one Frog Brothers. No, Who, I have to take it back because you okay, told no, me some Nico, cool stuff. Nico went, Nico went Frog Brothers. Okay, okay. I, I didn't even go yet. Oh, you didn't go? Okay. <laughs> no, it's me. I, I think La- Larry, Larry <laughs> had his hand up. <laughs> all right. Larry, okay. We all so, look alike, Mac. <laughs> yes, we do. As, as yeah, we do. That was Mac. Okay, so we have nothing official yet. Okay, Larry, you go. All right, so here, this is where I'm coming from, right? So it's a four-on-two disadvantage to them even five on two if you count the sister or is it still four with the sister i don't remember it's been a minute but like yeah they're like backed in a corner the frog brothers are looking at each other and like i get frog's like we gotta call him back up like he's fucking batman or something and then yeah. out from the shadows comes fucking the nook and the nook just just destroys the four fucking monster quad so i'm going with frog brothers with nanook as the winners of this so one. nanook is their support i like that Support that. Support class. Okay, so that's officially that's two for the Frog Brothers. One. No, officially just one right now. Just right now. I gotta wait on Matt. Come back. Yeah, come back. I'm doing. I'm looking at my second screen right now. We've got one Frog Brothers. I didn't know that was allowed. Okay. Did and and (laughs) I never watched the movie. (laughs) I should get a little like a reset. Treatment. Yes. Yes. Right. Okay, and and did you give your official one, Sean? Yeah, Monster Squad. Okay, so we're one and one right now. Yeah. Who would like to go? I Monster guess Squad. So. Oh. Wow, Dave. I won't, I won't get deep. Monster Squad. Okay, Monster Squad. So, Mac, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you that Monster Squad, Dracula has this um, cane that motherfucker brings Frankenstein out. He pops out like some... Wait, Dracula has magic powers in this movie? Yeah. yeah, he pops. He has his cane that pops out some electrodes, like some James Bond stuff. Yes, and brings back motherfucking Frankenstein. Zach, Zach. Steve was in this as well. That he can magically no, no, make no. appear, and oh. it is tricked out. A tricked out hearse. Oh, he was he at the premiere. This is a pr- okay. I mean, it pimped out. Um, so let's see. I think for me, you've got you've got the four and a half. I think Phoebe's kind of like a half. Um. <laughs> But four and a half on the Monster Squad. I mean, Nanook, Nanook went in for the kills uh, on Lost Boys. But um, I think as far as if you think about the Frog Brothers and their ideation of we've got to do this and we've got to do this and then this is your test and you've got to have, you know, the holy water and the garlic and da 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 And this is how you find the lead vampire. And then you look at the monster squad that had all these plans. The frog brothers went to dinner and it failed initially. I mean, they didn't know they had invited the vampire. They had vampire in at that point. But when it came time to fight, those motherfuckers crumbled. <laughs> the nook was the one that helped monster squad. They took out Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman and um, the creature. The creature. Black, well, the creature. We could call him the creature from the Black Room. 
Black Lagoon. We just had to like, you know, Swamp Thing or, you know, yeah. Gilman. 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 And they unraveled, they unraveled the mummy as well. Yeah, yeah and they, right. they, they unraveled the mummy. So they took out five, they took out five universal monsters. Um, so, so. so you're going on account of how many they killed. And, but also the fact that they didn't puss out. So the frog brothers. I mean, they did want to kill out. a kid, though. I, you know, I give them credit for not True. killing Laddie. I give them credit for not killing Laddie, but uh, no, I'm giving them credit for wanting to like take care of that little <laughs> nigga. This is the first thing. Yeah, the star stopped them there. You know. And nah, I but they it. were ready. They were about it. They were gonna shank yeah, them up. I think that's because maybe Laddie was smaller than them. The rest of course, one hundred percent. You know, Nanook saved their asses. So you know. Mm. Um, I, I'm going with the Monster Squad. Damn, that's I'm going with my prescriptions. My mom said you had prescriptions and you had to include me. Yes. <laughs> Erica? Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, yeah. Now, now I'm having a hard time choosing. Like, I kind of want to say the Frog Brothers just because I, I feel like Lost Boys is a much better movie than Monster Squad. Um, I don't know. I... I I just don't like Monster Squad all that much. But I mean, I guess when you put it that way, it's like, okay, yeah, the Monster Squad defeated more monsters, I guess. But <laughs> that was like such a, like, that was such like a kid-friendly movie. Like, at least Lost Boys had some really badass vampire death scenes. Like, I like it when they, uh, when the one uh, vampire is in a bathtub with holy water and it blows out blood through all the, the yeah. drains. Yes. That, was a, that was a great moment. Death um, by stereo. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think I'll still stick with Frog Brothers. It just shows my bias against Monster Squad as a movie. <laughs> I don't like either one of the movies, so it's that's why I'm just kind of like waiting, I guess. That's two Frog Brothers, three Monster Squad. Um, I'm about to tie it up, so I'm going to go with the Frog Brothers. Now, if we were going on style points alone, Rudy would have had this whole thing fucking one say, for the Monster Rudy, Squad. Oh my lord, yes. And Rudy, <laughs> Rudy, real, and, and sorry, Max, spoiler, but like Rudy's the one that be fucking murking most of the monsters in that one on his own. Because yeah. homeboy, homeboy is fucking on, on point in the movie. So what yeah, do we had a crush on him. He was in junior high. He smoked cigarettes. He had like the kind of like greaser down, kind babe. of look that was, was popular kid. in the eighties. Like he was just hot. He wore penny loafers. Like. But, but 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 the frog brothers are more <laughs> attuned to violence and you know trying to figure out ways to kind of you know so what's the whether, number right now though? so we're, we're at three three so i'm gonna go with the frog brothers for this one okay All right. so before i let you go because you know i haven't seen it i had discussed with my uh, counterpart who loves monster that's her jam oh. Uh -oh. you know what i'm saying oh yeah 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 because i know she liked it so you know she has seen lost boys so I told her, you know, you got to choose. But she did make a valid point. She don't know that much about Lost Boys to make that choice because she's biased. So her choice was Monster Squad. So I'm just going to stay with my original biased choice of Lost Boys. Of okay, the, Frog so the Frog Brothers. Mm. So that's four to three. Um, for me, uh, the Frog Brothers were all talk, uh, no business. They, they couldn't carry through. And they acted, you know, they, definitely that that instruction to be like, you know, you're like Rambo. So they they 
I, I never saw the appeal. It's like annoying fucking kids versus annoying fucking kids, except Rudy's with one of them. And Rudy <laughs> does all the work and the Monster Squad. And I don't care for either one of these movies. That's not it. Never been a secret in the history of this show about these two movies on with me. But I have to go Monster Squad. Because they, Who's they, the tiebreaker? they, they didn't flinch. They fucking went in and they went in hard. They had they had a plan and they carried it out, not got saved by somebody else, you know. No. So, so there is no tie there. I mean it's a tiebreaker. Or a, it's a, a tie. it's it's a tie. Yeah. The first so one, right? Is it the first fuck. one? First one, yeah. Seven people here. How does that even happen? No, uh, one, no, there's two, three, four, eight of five, us. six, seven, eight. Oh, you know what? I'm not counting myself. They're, they're not the same. Either. I'm high. I'm they're high. Don't worry people. about me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely Where wasn't counting. I wasn't counting myself at all. I'm like, yo, there's seven people. There's no way it could be a damn with, time. With, with eight people here, we don't have time for a tiebreaker. So we're right. just going to have to let it I'm be. I'm going to flip a penny off. right now. No, mate. I'll be <laughs> honest. Put them in. Put them in head to Oh, yeah, there you go. I like that. I was going to flip a penny, but go ahead. <laughs> Just whatever makes me happy is what you guys should do. Thank you. So he, I believe he chose the Frog Brothers. So went to the Frog Brothers then. Honestly, I kind of like, like that it. ended in a tie because like there's there's yeah, we can leave it as, as a stalemate as a yeah. chess player. We'll come back to it later. Uh, people on social media like decide like like their choicing too on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you guys cover oh. Monster Squad? I'm doing yeah, a right I, I, yeah, I will take this to our Twitter and um, come or, back on the next show and reveal what the uh, listeners have decided. Well, good idea. Monster Squad's gonna win just from numbers. I feel like numbers are gonna know. go to the Lost Boys, man. Yeah, yeah, but but Lost Boys, you know, it's Thou it's the fact that. No, but see, like <laughs> I think there's a big enough fan base for both. Like it could be anything, so we'll see. But yeah. The fact that I had to vote on one of these, like, oh, like, <laughs> except for Rudy. Rudy swayed me. All right. Yeah. He's he's speaking. Is, he, is Rudy black by per chance? No, no, no? But, he, but no, but 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 in his heart, he is. <laughs> oh, so he has his yeah. black card. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got soul. But he's not a soldier with a name like Rudy. I just automatically imagine. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> OK, so uh, now the time has come for Crystal. <laughs> that was wild. Shitty review. I've heard. I've heard better. Crystal, come on, girl. Yeah, she's, she's kind of. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, what is what is this segment called? Uh, this Sean Sh- Shitty reviews. See, they're bad Sean reviews pulled from the Shitty internet. Reviews. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Better yeah. sample that. There we yeah, we'll go. put them all. You put them together. <laughs> all right. So Rotten Tomato score for this. Uh, critics gave this seventy-five percent, and the audience gave it eighty-five percent. Uh, got some good ones here. Hope you guys are ready. Um, Kevin Moore says, "What the fuck is wrong with you all? Are you <laughs> on? Are you on the vampire version of Rohypnol?" <laughs> <laughs> in the candy cult. Paul Print says, "I need my Adderall prescription ASAP." <laughs> uh, David Alcazar says, "Maybe movies were a mistake." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Princess Cyanide. I like vampires, but eh. David gave me gender envy. (laughs) Uh, Brittany says, Anne Rice did punk gay vampires first. (laughs) Candy. True. Yes. Uh, Jack Jess says, visually unappealing and weird, and not in a way that endeared this movie to me. Plus, don't vampires' canines get longer and not their lateral incisors? Just the dentist in me asking questions. Wow. Same. 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 Is, I, I, I was going to mention that. that is a that's, a, that's a psychopath. I bet he does weird <laughs> does shit, shit to you when you're under. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, Wait, have no, they your actually... underwear's on backwards. Yeah. I've been there. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's like, have they, as a dentist, have they actually done dental work on vampires to know which teeth they're right, supposed like to he, be? He knows. Well, a lot of people get implants, a surprising yeah, they, amount of people. I mean, like, I got, I got the piercing over my uh, jugular where it looks like I've a had some me, vampire fangs, too. You can, have, you can have permanent vampire fangs done. You can. You no. can have, and there's different degrees of yes. uh, how long your fangs are. Yeah. Yep. Uh, continuing, Cynthia says, Cornfest with some homoerotic undertones. Well, so Cornfest was popping, all right? Yeah. Like, what a hater. Um. Mimi says, uh, weird as fuck. Didn't understand a second of it. What the fuck, to be honest. Watched it because someone on TikTok said it was one of the best movies they've ever seen. Let me tell you, never listen to these film freaks on this wannabe ass app. Oh, so we're going to listen to your ass with the name like Mimi. (laughs) On this wannabe ass app. Right. Uh, Lucas McCready says, Joel Schumacher very well might have had sex with every man in this movie, mathematically speaking. <clears throat> wow! I, I, wow! Shitty reviews. And last but not least, Stevie says some people shoot films on film, some on digital, but Joel Schumacher shot this on cocaine and his own sex drive. <laughs> yeah. All the best movies are Savage. shot on cocaine and sex drive. <laughs> right. Just ask Stephen King. Oh, shit. I'm going to scare the hell out of you. (laughs) You already have. So to follow that up, um, I will go into my review. I give this film 5.5 out of 10 cute little Marcos. Um, Most of the points are for the vampires. And and, and the concept, I think the concept is interesting because uh, there are so many um, ideologies with the whole Peter Pan and the uh the lost boys one is that once they you know sort of a children of the corn type thing like once they reach 18 or getting ready to they kill them and then bring in more um so it plays with some of the darker uh theories but i I just think like it it, like that whole style over substance like stylistically it had a lot going on for it but like i think the execution was poor um it's just like there are things that I really, really like about this movie. And then it just overshines and makes me see how shitty the rest of it is. Um, it's just it's not great. Uh, I, I do. I do still like respect people who, who love it. You know, um, a lot of it could be it's people that I love that love it. So therefore, I by proxy love it uh, and I support their decisions. But me, I, I don't love it. If I never saw it again, that'd be fine. Last time I watched it was, I, I didn't even rewatch it for this. I, uh, last time I saw it was last, uh, October at the drive-in on the big screen. Cause I'd never seen it on the big screen. So that was kind of cool. It added a dimension, but I still felt the same way I did about it. 
Um, most of it's just, I love the look of the vampires. They're very alluring, especially to, you know, m- you know, my age at that time and the music I was into and the looks I liked on men at that time, they were, they look like rock stars that, that read very well, the people that you'd want to be with or hang out with or be part of. And, uh, and it plays really well into that peer pressure of that age, that time period. And like, be like us, be one of us, you know? do what we do. So there, there are some intelligent things that read well, but like I said, and, and, and just the charisma that Kiefer Sutherland has in like one pinky in this movie is amazing. It's just so, so great. And um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed just the vampires. I just wish they were like the movie was better, I guess. It, it, it felt like it didn't know exactly what it was doing from one moment to the next. It was a bit of a jumble um, so yeah, I, I, the critic in me came out for this movie. Do I like hate, hate this movie? No. Do I love this movie? No. So it gets a 5.5. The extra 0. 0.5 is just because, uh, Alex Winter and yeah, I loved Ms. Monko and, uh, you know, Keeper Sutherland, like he's the shit, the frog brothers. I want them dead. They're fucking annoying. Um, I, so yeah, 5.5 out of 10 cute little Marcos. <laughs> All right, Nico's next. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Are you gonna go save ahead. it, huh? Oh, right. yeah. All right, yeah. so I'll be quick then. Go ahead. I'm gonna give this a ten out of ten. Motherfucker, keep a motherfucker Sutherland. Really. That's <laughs> man as David. Listen, y'all put y'all blew my mind with the homoerotic tones. Then now I didn't see it. I wanted David to give me that wine bottle. I'll join his fucking crew all day. Ten out of ten. <laughs> All right, I'll go real quick before uh, Larry goes. Um, I'm going to give this uh, 8 out of 10. Um, sorry, Erica. Immortal shitheads. Uh, <laughs> it just rang so true for me. Um, no, this this movie's got a lot of nostalgia for me. Uh, it takes me back to uh, all the times I watched it when I was younger. Um, and I didn't watch this for a long time after, you know, probably 14 or 15 um, and like Candy said, we saw it last year uh, at the drive-in, and I felt like it was more on my insistence that we <laughs> stick around for it. Um, no, it was the first movie. No, no, Beetlejuice was the Beetlejuice first movie. Beetlejuice was Never first, mind. yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, it was. It's <laughs> the, <laughs> sound, the soundtrack for this is is actually really good, um, and I love Keith Kiefer Sutherland. I honestly think the best shot in this film, in my opinion is near the end when he's reaching out of the cave and he burns his hand and it shows that that the the camera holds on his face and that tear comes down i love that shot um i don't know what that says about me but uh, i know the facts yeah. that so do I. yeah those damn contact lenses yep. oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's why yeah and uh, they, and, they were they were glass yeah yeah, yeah. and we yeah, didn't we the didn't hard ones. We didn't have the time to get into the special effects and, and makeup and stuff like I wanted to. Um, but the legendary V Neal, um, most people know her from, you know, she's one of the judges from Face Off, but she did Beetlejuice, she did Edward Scissorhands, um, she she did a lot of a lot of films. Uh she's an absolute legend. Uh Steve Johnson almost did some makeup work for this. Uh we all know him from Night of the Demons, uh, among other things. Uh and then uh, Everett Burrell was on this too. But he's uh, in like everything. <laughs> I know, almost everything we, we cover. 
Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, this, this movie's, um, like I said, not my favorite, probably not in my top five, uh, vampire films, but you know, I'd say top 10. So yeah, eight out of 10, uh, immortal shitheads. <laughs> okay. Uh, who was next? I think Larry or Erica. Yeah, or... I'll, I'll go next. First of all, uh, I just want to let y'all know that our boy Rob has broken the tie. I asked him about the versus question, and he said Edgar and Alan Frog couldn't fuck with Rudy on his worst day, so he picks the monster. There's squad. my man with there the same right. Yeah. He said we're leaving it open to the community, not just one person, people. <laughs> Rob's the community to me. For like our family, our family tie. Yeah. Yes. Then we then we, we definitely want to hear people. from our fans what they yeah, think. The because without our fans, to our social media without our fans, accounts. who the fuck are we, right? Yeah, and yeah, case, yeah, yeah. We will ask you, listeners, by the time you you hear this, the results will be revealed <laughs> already. But uh, we went. He went to family, Rob's family, and yeah. Rob broke the tie. So that I, I, had, I had to do it. I had to do it. Uh, I like. I just give this a ten out of ten because I still believe. <laughs> Yo, I want to recount Florida votes. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hanging chad here, man. No hanging chad. No hanging That's great. Okay. Um... Ah, yes. Okay. So, yeah, like I said, I on revisiting, um, upon revisiting this movie, I did find I liked it quite a lot better than when I first watched it. So I'm giving it seven out of ten Michaels because how many like fucking times did they say Michael in this movie? It's got to be over a hundred. Hundred three, I think. It's I think it's a drinking game. I think it's yes, we would die. We would I die would, from uh, that. A way to die of alcohol poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't think it's a, a perfect movie, but I mean, so few movies are. Um, I, I think it does have a lot of kind of uneven shifts in tone, but. On the other hand, I totally get why this is such a huge uh, nostalgic, you know, experience for a lot of people. I think the um, the cinematography and the atmosphere is great. Um, there's some really great performances. Yeah, Kiefer Su- Sutherland is fire in this. Um, and also, this movie has an iconic soundtrack that has plagued me at every single vampire ball I have attended. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I, I totally I totally get the love for this movie. Um, as far as like my personal favorite '80s vampire movie, I'd probably have to go with Fright Night. But uh, this is solid. It was it was kind of fun to revisit it. Hey, um, who has not gone? Christine, for me, it's going to be seven out of ten tiny Adam ants. Because that's what Laddie looks like to me <laughs> with that little toe. That's all I see. And wow. Adamant is very small anyway. So I love Adamant. They, they could have. And actually, Adamant was in uh, Nomads, which is a kind of a similar movie about a band of sort of rogue. They weren't vampires, they were, I guess, ghosts or something, which is a similar theme. But it, I'm sorry, if you're going to put this up against Near Dark, two movies that came out the same year, Near Dark is going to kick this movie's ass all up and down the street. I, 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 we're going to do Near Dark, right? Yes, we are. Yeah. And what's interesting is that Jason Miller's sons are are Brian, in one, ones in the other. So that's yeah. gonna, that's going to be interesting to bring. I we can that, that up that more episode. when we do Near Dark. But this movie, but I don't mean to piss all of this movie. It's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. I, I I guess I'm a snob. Like this would be like when you show someone, 
let me show you a horror movie. They go, oh, it's great. And then you show them like Day of the Dead and see how they react to the two. And that's like your like decision if there's going to be a second date. Oh, and, and, I'm not the only Romero snob. I don't know. No, it's not. I, I'm proud. I will die in that fucking hell. And, yeah, but I don't feel like Day of the Dead is scary neither, though. It's no. great, though. It's just gory. Yeah, and that's but like, awesome. like, I ain't gonna front. I know I said this before. I don't mean to cut you off, guys, no, no, about please. that. I'm waiting for the day that y'all give me a scary movie that actually scares me. Like, I'm We've waiting. some that are scary, um, but uh, you'll uh, those have to stick around. Hereditary. That was the most Hereditary. recent thing yeah, that I watched I that actually that had me on some, hmm, yeah. okay, it's a little wild. What? Really? Yeah, man, that head Ooh. saw scene was a little wild. Yeah, that movie freaked me out, too. And then when oh. her face got blasted off the damn traffic pole, I said, oh, <laughs> shit. Don't put me okay. on that episode when you guys talk about Hereditary. We did it. We did it. It was one okay, of our good. first season. We did it probably like two and a half years ago. We did a long yeah. time ago. I guess don't, don't redo that's, it. Not, that's not your jam. All I, all I can think no. of is Dan Aykroyd in the Twilight Zone movie. You want to see something really scary? Really scary? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Candy will hook you up, Mac. It hasn't um, yet. Let's do it. I'm, I'm going to give this 7 out of 10 uh, cramped Alex Winter's mullet extension because uh, those things were hanging on by a fucking thread. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I this movie is a movie. Uh, it's a vampire movie. Uh, I do believe it will be in the horror section. My sister wore this fucking movie out. She's six years younger than me, so by the time she found this movie, I was probably like 16 or 17. Um, and she just latched onto it. This is totally her jam. Um, and she wore that movie out. And so I think I just kind of rejected it at every aspect. I mean, uh, she did the same thing with Hocus Pocus. Like we had to hide the VHS and I still don't know where that VHS is. That's how well we did it. Might be with the Atari ET game. In the desert. Yeah, probably in the <laughs> landfill. They found those. Like, um, but, um, you know, it, I, I love how if you pay attention to really subtle details in this movie, you can catch on to things. Like when you first see the Lost Boy, when you first see David and the vampires in the carousel scene, it shows them one by one. And then when you see them, hanging from the bridge in the order that they drop off. It's the same order that they all die in. Um, so um, I, I love that. And, you know, Timmy Capello, his, his, uh, his, his nice little saxophone uh, body for uh, solo and his song. He, I mean, he recorded a full album uh, that includes that song. Um, he was a one hit wonder. I mean, it's just hilarious that if you see a meme or you see anything to do with this movie, it's generally, you know, you know, this movie has sax and it's, it's a picture of him with, with the saxophone from that scene. This movie has some great tropes that has been uh, continued to be used uh, today. Um, and then it started the two Corys. Uh, so we had several movies to from this with both Corey Haim and uh, Corey Feldman uh, in it from it. So I mean, it, it sparked a lot of 
a, a lot of stuff from it. And, you know, nobody brought this up, but I just want to let you guys know if you didn't, Jason Patrick is Jackie Gleason's grandson. So, I mean, he has certainly the lineage there, if, if you weren't aware. Um, but um, for me, I, I mean, it, 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 it's a decent movie. I think the grandpa character uh, and Nanook is kind of the two things that stuck out for me, especially when he was asking for aftershave and Sam told him to spray some Windex. Because uh, my grandfather, when his knees would start to act up, he would like to spray Windex on his knees, uh, you know, thinking that would lubricate them. Um, so for me, it's seven out of 10 cramped Alex Winter mullet extensions. All right. This, that leaves Nika. At least me. So I'm going to give this 10 out of 10 death by stereos. Um, to me, this is the um, the greatest vampire movie ever made. Um, you guys have valid points for why you feel the way you feel. And I respect that. Um, for me, this was. This was something like it, it has familial ties for me. And that is one of the things that we didn't get to talk about with with this is that, you know, one of the one of the major themes in the film is family. So and and peer pressure, if if we're being honest, because those, those are two big big things, and especially, um, you know, Michael falling victim to peer pressure throughout the movie because he wants to fit in with David and the rest of the guys. Um, but that being said, I mean this this was a movie that my sisters and I like bonded over. We still continue to bond over this movie to this day. This is my my sister's favorite movie, not even horror movie. My sister's favorite movie of all time is The Lost Boys. I've had the pleasure of meeting quite a few of, of the cast and people associated with the film over the years at different conventions, including Jason Patrick, who was not the friendliest person, if we're being honest. So I've been I'm, told. Yeah. Um, actually, real, real I quick. I would have clocked even, him on those fucking glasses. We, um, when, when we went up to his table or whatever, um, what was it? We were uh, going to meet him, and he's like, oh, so where are you guys coming? We're like, oh, Scranton. He's like, oh, how are things in the Electric City? joking i'm like oh it's a shithole like just joking he was like oh so not like deadpan also not nothing's changed because you know <laughs> his, his father lived and died here in in scranton jason miller um which i think i've shown you guys the pictures of the bus right and the in the courthouse that they have for for him downtown yes. okay but that being said so th this was this was a big movie for like us you know growing up like over the years like Whenever we decided to like watch a movie together, it was always the Lost Boys. We went and grabbed. We wore this fucking tape out. And we, whenever it was on TV, we'd watch it. When Corey Ham does the the scene in the bathtub when he's singing the song, oh. we sing it too with with the high pitch. <laughs> no. um, you know, no. we always quote so much from this fucking movie. Like it's not even funny. Um, as I said earlier, it's this. Then it's from Dust Till Dawn. Then it's Fright Night then near dark and then literally everything else at that point like literally everything else at that point which is I, I, to me that and again that's my own thing i this is in my, my top three horror films of all time it goes american werewolf creep show and then lost boys this is something that i grew up on that is a big part of my, my childhood and into my adulthood that now like i'm able to share this with with new people that maybe have never seen it and I love the fact that a lot of times they don't know that it's, you know, a vampire movie. And when that reveal comes, when David shows, you know, his full vampire makeup, they're like, oh, shit, it's a fucking vampire movie, like for real. So that's, you know, that that's part of like the, you know, 
the the effect of the film. Plus, it's charming. The, the cast is charming. The only one I really don't like is Jamie Gertz. Hmm. Um. So you know, and she's kind of an asshole too now because like she refuses to do, to do anything with this film or acknowledge it since she married a billionaire. Which hey, more 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 power to your sister. But you know. You, you kind of got big from this. This definitely helped. I mean, if it wasn't for this, less than zero before it. But, right, but like this, this was the one that kind of like solidified her. I feel like as you know, because she was in Solar Babies too with with Jason Patrick. A lot of people forget oh, about that fucking movie too. Yeah, yeah. See, so I brought it back. That's right. Wow. That, that's right. That's right. But um, I mean, again, this was the introduction of the Corys because I mean, right after we got licensed to drive, which I fucking love that movie too. Yep. That's another big part of my childhood. Um, a lot of the cast went on to, you know, bigger and bigger. Obviously, we know Keeper Sutherland did. I mean, Alex Winter, Bill, Bill and Ted, you know. Um, that's another thing, too. Uh, you know, Keeper Sutherland's only in, nobody talked about, he's only in the movie. I think it equals out to like 10 minutes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Very, he's, a very Dracula effect because Dracula is only in the movie Dracula for like about that. Right. Yeah. And like the, the way like it plays out, like it's fucking. He's he like he's mesmerizing. He's charismatic, and he steals the entire fucking movie. Like he commands your attention. I mean, th- there's a reason why. Whenever they show like any kind of anything with vampires, that character is always included with it. And he's again barely in the fucking movie. He's barely in the movie. The, the soundtrack fucking slaps. Yes, it slaps. It's up there. It's one of the best <laughs> horror soundtracks and one of the best soundtracks. Period. I said what I said. And it's a rite of passage film with the Goonies and Stand By Me. Like it needs to be watched when you're at that like that age to to start watching, you know, more quote unquote adult movies. And this this and Stand By Me being like like your you know two first R rated films as a kid is not a bad way to kind of start. And I get there's heavier shit out there, there's there's gorier shit, whatever. But this film is definitely the right way to go. So ten out of ten, Death by Stereo. I cannot heap enough praise on this film yeah it's it's such a weird episode when i give the lowest score it's so weird because usually i'm like even my, like a low score for me is like an eight but um yeah normally i'm the russian judge <laughs> I had to go in there with that five. I'm sorry. Five you know, points. one thing we didn't talk about real quick is, uh, you know, they say that the Santa Clara was the murder capital of the world. They were based on, was it Santa Cruz? Yeah. 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 Right. Santa they had those. Cruz. Which one? Yeah. Ed Kemper yeah. and uh, mm. two other, two other yeah, serial yeah, killers. Run, we're all running around at the same time. Talk about dark. Yeah. I was reading about yeah. that. Yeah, wow! Scared to go outside. Yeah, yeah. that's some pretty dark shit. Yeah, it's such a beautiful that. place too, though. You know, got those yeah. shots, especially the opening shot. Um, but at this juncture, um, we have to do our closing shots. So, um, let's do plugs. Uh, we'll start with Larry. I know you've got some things going on. Uh, I do have things going on. I actually, funny, we talk about this. The last time I was on, I said, "Hey." I got a show I'm going to do. And you're like, oh, yeah. And you guys are really supportive. And I officially have a show. It's got five episodes right now. Um, it's called Real Early, R-E-E-L, Early, where I talk to people about their history growing up um, with film and how that shaped them as people. So it's kind of, sort of like Film Geek, the origin story. Um, and uh, I just recorded an episode this week that's really good. Um 
the 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 really interesting thing I, I've learned so far doing the show is I've talked to people from Australia, Canada, Bermuda, um, and how differences and similarities they are between all of us. And even gotten some people to open up about some things uh, like uh, a friend's drug addiction, for example, and how it affected him and whatnot. I was just so I, I really hope that uh, people check it out. And I'm going to just keep doing it, keep trying to get different voices on there. Uh, because, you know, when you talk to different types of people, you learn how similar we are and also learn from our differences and whatnot. So, it's called Real Early. You can get it on Spotify. I cannot figure out how to get it on iTunes to save my life. Uh, you can check it on Anchor, but if you go to Double Anchor H55. Anchor will distribute it to um, iTunes for you after a period of time. Yeah, it just hasn't yet, but I got to yeah, double takes, check my It settings. takes a minute. Um, so hopefully it'll be on iTunes soon, but you can also check me out at Double H55, the word double, at Twitter or my Woovember account on Twitter as well. Um, and you can help anybody who knows me and says, hey, what's the show? And they'll, they'll let you know too. So uh, I'm really proud of it so far. Hopefully you guys listen to it and enjoy it. Yeah, I'm really proud of you for doing yeah, it. And definitely. yeah, thank you. So awesome. Because it's, it's, a, it's a bold step and just proud of you guys out there doing your thing. Um, Mac, the all-star, what do you got to, to plug? Oh, me, uh, <laughs> nothing much. Just, uh, follow me on my social medias, Mac, the all-star, uh, definitely check out these awesome people who I was talking with here tonight. Also can't forget about my brother, Rob, the cinema drunkie. You could have been a dragon fist movie killing it. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got for you. Except, uh, you know what? Everybody go like my goddamn Instagram. I'm trying to get these reels popping. Thank you. <laughs> I already follow you. I try to like all your shit because mm-hmm. I think it's I cool. know I put a lot and I yeah, know it's a it's lot cool about though. my car, you, you, but at least my car creative. is sexy it looks and good. I know how to do transitions. Yes, you you do. <laughs> all right. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and go because I always have a bunch of shit to throw out there. First of all, um, if you're listening to this show, um, we are in a transition ourselves right now. Um, In lieu of a Patreon, which we've tried and did not work, we're too chaotic for it. And it's a lot of upkeep on a Patreon. And then we have so we, we, I don't know a podcast that has as many people on it as we have. So it's just, and I, I do all the other content. So what you can do, and it's easy for everyone, including you listeners, just subscribe to us on Anchor. Um, there's a subscribe monthly. Um, we just put out as of what today? Uh, was it? Yeah, was it today? This morning, yep. our first subscriber only episode in which uh, Nico and Eric and I discussed the newest Jordan Peele film. Uh, nope, that is only for subscribers. Like, I'm never going to unlock that. But you can subscribe to us for the same amount that you would do the lowest tier on uh, Patreon. So that goes towards the bills that we have. These pro- We have to do professional Zoom with so many people on the show. And uh, to give you, uh, you know, the content that we give you, we have to, you know, it costs us. And, like, we don't mind that. We love that. And we just want to, like, break even. So hit that subscribe button, and we're going to make it worth your while. Promise you. Um, so yeah, please subscribe to the house that screams on anchor. 
Um, also for the rest of our social media things that I, I run all those and I have links to everybody that you hear on the show, everybody that's here right now. Um, that's all my link tree, which is also a professional account. It's link tree slash candy funnel girl, Twitter, all of our, all the links to everyone for everything. So, uh, I will let Erica take up, uh, some, um, our venture, um, that we do together. Um, but yeah, so just basically hit that link tree and you're going to find everything in the house of screams, um, and, and the ways that you can support and, uh, getting, get in touch with me. So. And anywhere you find candy, you can find me. <laughs> and thank you to. You uh, took my line. I had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, winning brownie points right now. Yeah. Thank you to uh, Larry and Mac for uh, joining us tonight. Very much. Um, yes. It's great having you guys back. I, I want to get a few more. So, uh, yeah. And Larry, yo, I want to do your show first. Like, oh, I'll get you on. Don't worry. Because I have some weirdness to me that the world needs to know <laughs> i'd love to be able to talk about my history with classic films that i never get to talk about so i, yeah, I know that I'll, i'm I'll scary and intimidating some... but i'd love to yeah no i definitely gonna have anybody on it's just as you know podcasts are a lot of hard work so oh yeah <laughs> and i'm still learning oh, yes. how to edit and stuff but i'm gonna get as many people on as i can because it's absolutely anything that you need stuff. um we've been doing we we've figured this out as we've gone along so you can ask us yeah I, I do all the editing so if you've got any questions man and i do all the planning yeah. and how much is it for you to edit no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay um who wants to plug next i guess Erica. i can um, first i'd like to plug my cat clovis look at him Aww. he is oh my god <laughs> He it's is cute. thick with two C's. Oh, and he's I about love to. It. Um, and uh, also, definitely want to plug Final Girl Cosmetics. You can find our uh, website at finalgirlcosmetics.makeup. We have the Iskanov Dreamscape collection. We have the Final Girl quad and earring set, and other fun stuff coming soon. Ah, and Candy's modeling the earrings. They are super fun. So uh, please check that out. And other than that, you can find me on Instagram at my horrific life. Awesome. Okay. Uh... Yeah. Uh, just uh, thanks to all the fans for listening. Um, I have an elevator pitch for Mac. I think you and I should do uh, a modern day uh, odd couple show. Aww. Think about that for a second. Yo, I don't have it. to think about it. I'm in. You let me know. No, I don't know how to edit, though. Have... Double thick Oreos. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Have your people call my people. We'll work it out. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> Listen, now you're going to get extra votes uh, for your thing you're doing. I saw it on Facebook. I got you. Oh, see, see, I have a plug for once. Ooh. I have a plug. So I entered the Face of Horror contest, and I am a finalist for uh, um, a photo shoot with Kane Hodder and uh, a spread in Rue Morgue. So, you know, oh, rad. Hit that link up that starts September 6th. So, you know, follow that link and, and hit me up and vote. Woo woo. Okay. Yeah. Um, make sure you, you give me the specific link in um, the group and then I will get it out there uh, in, in our social media account. Yeah. So, alrighty. Uh, Nico. Um, I do have one serious one to plug here, um, and then I'll get into my my thing. So um, I know, Candy, you know our friend Yvonne, that we were at Monster Manual. Yes. She's very close to me. 
Um, she's like a sister like you are to me. Um, she's actually really in need of a kidney donor right now. She is a type one diabetic and, um, she has to do dialysis roughly five times a week. Um, she needs a new pancreas too. Um, but right now the, the main focus is, um, getting her a kidney donor. So she does have a website that's on there. It's www.nkr.org slash m u e 843 and i'll share that with you so you can go ahead and share that as well um it is for the national kidney registry it um actually mm -hmm. goes into detail about um her story um you know the the daily struggles that she has to go through with you know with her condition and she talks she about it to, a lot in her tiktoks she does yeah she's on tiktok with this under um witchy woman and you can find her on instagram as well because she does tell her story on there and she does post videos of her on dialysis doing this um you know she's been through a lot um i love her dearly she's she's family and i you know any way that we can help you know absolutely i mean unfortunately i i can't be a donor for her because i'm a type 2 diabetic even though i have been losing a shit ton of weight and not trying to do my horn but i'm at that point because i had kidney failure when i went into that coma Hmm. I I don't qualify to be able to help her. So I, see, I would I I would gladly give her one of mine, but um I went into kidney failure on my right. Yeah. Um when I was pregnant with my daughter. So I'm I can't even Yeah, I, I don't qualify to help her. Like I mean, I know a lot of people that have been trying to help her, but um it's very, very specific like what's needed to to be a donor for this. So um mm -hmm. I didn't mean to bring on the mood, I just wanted to, you know, kind of and and I and I will do this every time to um to kind of help you know till, till we could find somebody to get her a donor let's definitely do that yes so you know yvonne i know you listen so we love you we we are trying to help you as best as we can yaba dime um that note you can find me on instagram and twitter el jefe del horror the boss um also too check us out i know it's dropping soon at some point we've already recorded two episodes the house that screen presents wrestle freaks it's um kind of a different take for the house that screams um we talk about you know, the weekly going ons with Raw, SmackDown, AEW, any of the pay-per-views or premium live events as WWE calls them. A lot of wrestling is because now it seems like every day there's something new coming out with both companies. So uh, my, my buddy, uh, Buck Allen, and we're going to be having people on throughout. So Mac, if you're interested, we definitely want to get you on there at some point. I'll definitely listen to that show. I don't yeah. know much about wrestling. I know, but I don't know much. No, Almost like, like here. So it'll even out. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're gonna be doing like we're gonna be doing like classic pay per view reviews and and oh you know, yeah 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 I'm with about, some of that. about all time like wrestlers so you know like we'll have Chris I can Long, actually we'll tell you like, too when I lost my love for wrestling so I got oh, so actually my my co host on there will we actually are waiting to go into that because there was a time he stopped watching altogether because we went to a Contact, live event yeah I got yeah, you we we went to a live event in Jersey it was a pay per view called well we'll save it for that show. Yeah, but um, but yeah, Wrestle Freaks. It's the first two episodes should be dropping soon. With everybody recorded, I think yeah. we're recording um, this week. Also, I think that's the next episode that will be dropping from us. So by the time you hear this, Wrestle Freaks will already be out. And I do apologize because it is now. I think the first episode is already two or three weeks behind. Which I'm I'm sorry. It's just the nature of the business with with doing podcasts. It's, it's just how it goes. So. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, to it's, on it's top still, of everything, and and yeah, we are very industrious. We're like an umbrella yeah, company. <laughs> we gotta do everything, but we're getting there. No, and, no, uh, no, no, no pun intended to Resident Evil. No, no, no copyright infringement <laughs> yeah. there, guys. But our dad over here is our editing don't, champion, so he's don't 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 sue us, Capcom. But um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Wrestle Freaks. I'm excited about it. It's a lot of fun. We just get into it, and you know, once we start getting more. 
you know, deeper into the show. I'm about to have everybody on, obviously, because you know it's it's part of the family for the for the podcast. So you know, so I'm good. All right. So a lot of exciting things going on for everyone. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. So uh, just thank you all for being here. It was nice to have some family members back in. Yeah, Mac, show. I love you, man. I miss you on here. Yeah. Miss you. I got, I got I got the list. Uh, I might just uh, come back if you have me. But, but yeah, I'm but, like a stray. I'm like a stray. But, but chat is, <laughs> you know, has has Rob, has Larry, has. You know, you, you you can be in chat and not be on the show all the time because it's just a family. Welcome I kind of, I, I, I kind of, I miss it. So I'm just yeah. gonna stray on back in. Don't worry. That's I'm totally here. okay. That's so and miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Larry, you're you're always missed. So it's always a joy to have you back. Absolutely. So uh, thank here. you guys for being here, and I just want to, you know, thank all of you for being here. Um, and everybody's been going through a lot of hard times. So it's just glad I'm glad we have have this. No. Yeah. Keep Definitely. us together and and work through things and just be here for us when everything else is shit. So, yep. and uh, also uh, listeners, that goes for you guys too. And uh, again, once again, I have to be that 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 annoying little shit. Please subscribe to us. Um, just just help us. Keep, you know, we've talked about all these projects that we have coming, and we need your help. And you're <laughs> going to be so glad that you did because you're going to get some some special things just for you. But yeah, anyway. I'll, I'll say it. Smash that subscribe button, bro. Yeah. Stop playing. For real. Because <laughs> we're accepting peanuts to give you some high quality. Shit. I sure hope she said peanuts. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I, I, did, and I heard I peanuts because I'm a fat ass. <laughs> I was like, oh, peanuts. Okay. <laughs> I have a little bit of a list. Man, goat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and I've been drinking. Um, but anyway, you guys all have a great night. Um, don't jump off any bridges or hang off any bridges. Yeah. <laughs> Always good advice. Always de- good advice. Yeah, I definitely. No matter the context. That. Yeah, don't eat the rice. Don't, drink don't eat the, the rice. It might, it might be Whoa, magnet. Hold on. Hold magnet. on. Kind of rice. I'm Asian. I love rice. Come on, mochi mochi. Come on, guys. Maggots. Yeah, Mac and I had to discuss how inside we're actually Asian. We no, I, I, listen, my Asian car crew, Outlaws, they, they, they gave me the card. They said, here's your yellow card. So I am Asian. <laughs> and I responded when they said, yo, you have the heart of the Asian man. I said, Tomo, mochi mochi. <laughs> Just like that. Like... That's it. <laughs> but you guys have a great night. Can't wait for the next episode. Um, and uh, there's always chat, but I, I love That's you guys. It. And love you guys. Yeah. Have love a good night. Later. I love y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.